0: Hello everybody! Merry nearly Christmas to you all out there and welcome to episode 607 of Conversation Street. We're going to be chatting about the episodes of Cory between the 18th and 22nd of December today. That is episodes 11,139 to
1: 11,144. Ho ho ho,
0: I'm Michael. <laughs> I'm Gemma. I any, don't have it. Any festive laughter from you today or are you being a bit of a bar humbug? No, evening. I'm not.
1: I just don't have a catchphrase.
0: Oh, that's alright. You, you still got what is time. What was there right?
1: to say? Off? What did you just say?
0: I said ho ho ho. Yeah, There's
1: not, it's not another one, is there? What? Jingle bells. Yeah, jingle, jingle
0: bells. bells, jingle bells. Here's Gemma, my co host. It's catchy. It's good, good, all the kids are going to be singing at us. Who, who got Christmas number one this year? I didn't actually find out. I was, I was looking into...
1: I think it's irrelevant now, isn't it? It is. If it's not Spice Girls
0: can... anymore, then sorry, I'm the not, not interested, not interested. Happy nearly Christmas to everybody out there, and... um at last I've remembered hopefully I'm kind of putting a lot of pressure on myself to remember this tomorrow morning when I put the podcast together to put the bells the Christmassy jingle bells on the podcast theme tune which I completely forgot up until a couple of days ago I can't believe it
1: it's my favourite thing about the festive season I can't
0: believe that nobody's mentioned it to us
1: everyone's letting us down
0: isn't this everybody's favourite part of Christmas podcast having jingle bells on the intro sequence surely it's part of your
1: Christmas traditions
0: now I I put a thing on Twitter about it earlier today Rebecca said she noticed but she didn't want to be rude but you can be rude well plenty of people don't
1: feel the same way about being rude as that
0: I can't I can't I can't believe that I missed it and we only get like one week to enjoy it now maybe I'll have it on next week as well yeah why not anyway it does it does bank on me actually remembering this in um you just pretend we're doing 10 hours time or something Mm? you know advent advent when carry on (laughs) what are you talking about um we are what are we talking about today Gemma did you enjoy our special YouTube exclusive bonus episodes this week? Yes. Say about it.
1: I enjoyed doing it. It was fun.
0: Do you want to say anything more? Prediction. I'm giving if you. you I'm know. giving you a chance to say something because I've been speaking so far.
1: No, oh, that's fine. You You want to know what's going to happen in Cory next year? Then look at that because it's AI generated, so it must be real.
0: It was fun. It was fun. We got we got ChatGPT to make some predictions about 2024's come coronation. I still can't even remember the name of the bloody programme we're talking about. AI's EastEnders. prediction. About, not EastEnders. Tell you what. Who's it going to be? Who's going to get murdered? Who's going to do the murdering?
1: Did we someone actually, get pushed in a pond?
0: No, somebody nearly got pushed by a okay. pond in EastEnders today. I actually sat down and watched a good two-thirds of EastEnders this evening. Good stuff, good stuff. But anyway, um, yeah, no, we, we got ChatGPT to come up with some ideas for what would be happening in 2024 conversation. Oh, bloody hell. Coronation Street and got our AI image generation tool to do some pictures of it which is why it's a YouTube exclusive we popped it up there well we've actually done it in two parts we did one on Tuesday night I'm gonna say maybe I can't remember another one today and it's a lot of fun so you've got about an hour and a half or so altogether if you want to know what's going to happen in 2024 coronation don't believe all the spoilers that are coming out that Ian McLeod he's saying all oh, this is going to happen next year that's going to happen this person's coming back that person's leaving this is going to be dark none of it's true he's just making it up What's actually going to happen is what is in that video. So if you want to find out that Michelle Connor is definitely coming back to be the mystery bidder in the Rovers um, bidding war, then head over to our YouTube channel and give us a like there. Yeah. There's my there's my plug done. Um, anything else, Gemma?
1: Do you want to do a quiz? Yeah. Have you got your pen and stuff? I've got. I've always got a pen. Okay. I'm always ready. Right. This is a quiz for things that happen between the 18th and the 22nd of December. It's ending in a three and eight, and I got this from coronationstreet.fandom.com. Question number one 18th of December 1998. In which long term couple does husband does the husband ask his wife for a divorce?
0: 1998. I'm going to say 1998. Uh, Kevin and Sally?
1: Yes. Yay.
0: Webster's Marital Breakdown.
1: Nineteenth of December two thousand and eight, which Cory Parent arrives at a nativity play drunk and gets kicked out.
0: Peter Barlow.
1: True. Was that, when was that?
0: Two thousand and eight. Eight.
1: Fly What was? What part was that? Well, Simon playing.
0: Well, um, he, he had a tea towel on his head, but that could be many things. Um, it, wasn't, well, it might not have it wasn't had a, a donkey. tea towel on his head. Um, I think it was Joseph. Was he Joseph? I'm not going to say Joseph.
1: He was the innkeeper. The
0: innkeeper, of course. Master
1: of the house, keeper of the keys. 20th of December 1993, Terry is released from prison and decides to sell his son, Tommy, (laughs) to his grandparents.
0: How much does he want to sell Tommy? Oh, what?
1: What are their names?
0: Oh, the grandparents? Yeah. Um, Jeff Horton Mm -hmm. and...
1: Oh, you can't say Mrs. I mean, Jeff Horton. I was Horton.
0: gonna say and Mrs. Jeff Horton. What is she called? Um I can't I don't know, I'd have to think too long and I haven't got too long. Doreen. Doreen Horton. Do I get like half you get a point? a point. One, yeah. one point and then one zero, okay.
1: Twenty first of December two thousand and eighteen. What unpleasant surprise does Liz discover Jenny has arranged?
0: Um Oh, was this when Jenny was doing her online, um, setting her up as an escort company thing? Yeah. I think it's that. That's right. Yeah,
1: but who does? So who that means does,
0: it is five years ago since Jenny ran her over on Christmas Day. What larks!
1: Who does? Who does? Liz think has done it?
0: Oh, I don't remember. Um, Johnny.
1: She thought it was Hannah.
0: Hannah. Evil Australian Hannah. Well, they won't.
1: Final question. Yeah. 22nd December 1993. What mishap occurs when Derek lights up his outside Christmas tree? I don't remember that.
0: Derek... Um... I honestly can't remember. Does it cause a power cut in the street?
1: What's your final answer? Causes
0: a power cut in the street.
1: It blows all the fuses. Yay!
0: Hey, I'll have that. I'll take that. That's well all right done, right. Michael. You get four. quite five, high marks. Five out of eight. That's all right. Good yep. quiz. Good pre-Christmas quiz.
1: Christmas birthdays. 23rd of December. Noel Dyson, who played I Did Barley.
0: As featured in tonight's episode of Coronation Street.
1: Yeah. 28th of December. Bernard Ewens, who played Stan Ogden. And the 29th of December. Kate Ford, who is Tracy Tracy the fourth. And Ian DeCustica, who is Adam Barlow I.
0: Lovely. That's happy it. happy birthday to all those people. Um, shall we get on and do some street talk today?
1: Yeah.
0: Right, on street talk, I thought it was an alright week in Coronation Street. You gave it three bang-ins on our short this week, Emma, so I hope you're ready to be all effervescent and full of praise with the pre-Christmas week Coronation Street. You know me. A woman of few words this evening, it seems. Mm-hmm. Well hopefully your, your mind's going to be um rekindled. <laughs> I don't know what the word is you're gonna have to help me out with this. Um I know I thought it was an alright week. Um I thought I, I can I think I gave it a bog standard and two bangins, although the bangins were both just into there, but it, it was fine. And um like I said today earlier today that um I was actually invested in the Ed story for the possibly the first time today, so they must be doing something right. Um, I wanted to start off with the Ryan and cheating story, just to get him out of the way, because he's, he's disappeared off to Glasgow, so I want to just get all that out of the way first. But then we've got the big one of the week, the Rovers' return, yeah? The return of the Rovers. The Rovers return. I get it. You get it. Jamma gets it. Peter out is the next question. Is Peter going to be petering out? It certainly seems that way. Um, but how's he going to go? And will Carla be able to stop him? And is she buying a boat? Which is what you think that may be the uh, big surprise at the end of today's yeah. episode is. But she
1: really did it once. Why well, not twice?
0: Good point.
1: Oh, yeah, she did buy him a boat. It's she the did thing you buy, him buy him a boat your, once. Your boyfriend when you don't really know what he wants. <laughs> yeah. Mean, your husband. you like, <laughs> I don't know what he wants, so I'll buy him a boat. Boat, oh, I'm rich. This is, this boat is why... When people say, it's about working class northerners, I laugh. Mm. If you don't buy someone a boat...
0: You don't, you, if you don't.
1: If you don't have much money.
0: Um, we had the Ed Gamble story up next, and then we got... You know who that is now? I do, yeah, you were watching an Ed Gamble programme the other day. I
1: watched him do Drunk History, The Great Escape, it's hilarious. Which was? What do you mean?
0: Well, for anyone who doesn't know, I know what it was. What? What was for our lovely listeners. Everyone knows what, what
1: Drunk History is. No, they
0: don't. Yes, they do. I didn't know you him get before. You get comedians,
1: you get them drunk and you ask them to repeat Historical stories. I think we
0: need to get you drunk on the podcast sometime then you, and then you can just say what happened in coronation he street. to say
1: that doesn't happen everywhere.
0: <laughs> What's in that glass you got there? Is that just coke?
1: That is actually Roman coke. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: we've got the number 9 stuff. We've got the Salon up story with um Audrey and David. You written in the and K9 Maria. and
1: number 9, yeah. Yeah, Sal Sal there was
0: the, yeah, there wasn't actually a dog anywhere. Salannah. Have kind of drawn blanks Not there. Not really Salon And but... um and then I just can then there was a bit of Gemma and Joseph and Paul and um uh, who else was there Chesney so I've called it Mrs Winter Brown's boys because everyone it is Christmas that. after all
1: everyone loves that show
0: um, so that I can take the um, meaty story and do the Rover's return story Gemma would you like to why synopsize you,
1: why do you want to do that well
0: because I thought that you, you didn't seem to be in much no, of a talkative mood today
1: doesn't mean I can't read out what you've written unless well, you said you've written it wrong
0: no I've, I've perfect as Admission. always Admission. in my notes Um Ryan Gemma I know you're deeply gutted that he's uh, no longer a member of the Coronation Street character. I
1: don't think he's really gone. He's not gone
0: at all has he?
1: Right so he's gone off with Meepface hasn't he? Yeah. On Monday.
0: They didn't actually feature her in Wednesday's episode did they? but (laughs) who would
1: notice? On Monday Debbie and Ronnie bump into Crystal in the cafe and she goes meep 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 and they're like what's that you're going to Glasgow tomorrow meep 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 thanks Crystal. Debbie confronts Ryan in his flat. What's all this about him going up to Glasgow at the drop of a hat? And he says, look, I'm a Coronation Street character. It's what I we do. All, if
0: we all will go places at the drop of a hat. One day,
1: Debbie, you will leave the show and we desperately hope you won't die so you can come back. So you probably will go off in a taxi somewhere yeah. and you'll probably decide the episode before, if not that episode. Do you
0: think I that believe? they would try making it so that she had all her worldly belongings in one box? Because I cannot believe that Debbie's wardrobe would fit in one little luggage. Sorry. I would
1: absolutely adore it. You'd need it one luggage
0: just to hold the earrings.
1: If just in tribute to uh, Debbie's materialism, because we all know that that's what she's like. They had her drive off in a taxi, followed by two moving vans. Just to <laughs> yeah, they just should just to like show. They totally should. That it's possible that somebody might have more than one thing. Do you think that she likes... Oh, like,
0: I, I want to see her Christmas tree. Do you think she dangles all her earrings on her Christmas tree at this I time bet her
1: yeah. Christmas tree is made of feathers. Oh, you know this. You know what I mean? Like a mass, a great big like seven-foot Christmas tree made of various sorts of like pheasant and flamingo and (laughs) really elaborate like ostrich feathers. This is why we never
0: see where she lives
1: because they don't have the budget. I want
0: that to be. I want that to be Coronation Street's New Year's resolution for 2024. Never mind all the predictions that we made in our prediction show this week. Let's have Debbie's palace.
1: Let's show her set. We want you to blow the budget. We want opulence. One set. 2024 Debbie's flat yeah thanks very much (laughs) so um, Ryan's like no listen me and Chris have got something special actually it's all going to be fine but it doesn't sound very convincing and he insists he needs a fresh start and he's going to Glasgow because that's where you go he's not going south as everyone does that, he's going north.
0: They did mention, uh, somebody mentioned this week that he went to university in Glasgow, which I think I saw somebody online complaining did about say recently. that
1: he went, he's been in Glasgow before? No, I don't
0: know whether we did. I, I remember seeing someone online saying that yeah. he, he was a, it's a, definitely been in mentioned. Glasgow. But
1: but they remember. Maybe
0: he's only just remembered. They like.
1: remembered. They know. Look, they do <laughs> know these things, but they not do. Always, They've got
0: very good archivists. There's
1: not always a chance to mention it. No. And even if the archivist says something, they're not always like... Yes, it's really important to insert this. It can into be this. a bit
0: exposition-y, can't it? Yeah, exactly. so, yeah. so you know me and now I went to uh, university in Glasgow, Carla. Well, just uh, by perfect coincidence, that's why I'll do there. I don't Crystal know how often you, you really say
1: that to people. Like, when we watch Songs of Praise on Christmas Day, I don't go to you. Your mum was in Songs of Praise.
0: It goes without saying.
1: It does somewhat, doesn't mm. it? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, he, he's going to be fine. Uh, Daisy comes into the bistro looking for him and Nick tells her he's handed his notice in in the evening there's another standoff between Ryan and Daniel in the bistro and Daniel's making a snide remark about people with a clear conscience not needing to run away but Debbie tells Ryan he deserves a bit of happiness and it doesn't really matter if Kustle's there or not because who would be able to tell
0: (laughs) as it turns out she's not there on Wednesday no,
1: well she's got up ahead of him and so on Wednesday, it's this moving day, and Peter makes Simon and Ryan shake hands. This is kind of sweet. He's like, "Make up, lads, because uh, one of one of you might have a different head next time to see each other." <laughs> um, uh, because obviously they've got bad blood, haven't they? Because well, what were the old filming the filming thing the other and week? the fact that Simon blames Ryan for breaking up Daniel and Daisy, and he's really close to Daniel, not so close to Di- Ryan. Hmm. Um, they have all o- They kind of, sort of, don't really, but also don't not so. Uh, Peter's satisfied for that because he's... Uh,
0: he's done his parenting now, hasn't he?
1: Exactly. Job done. Hang up your flat cap. <laughs> Ryan gets hugs as he gets in the taxi. He leaves the street, but on the way, he sees Daisy coming out the shop and he gives her a little nod. Yeah. And it's just like in a Disney film. Where the prince is sort of nodding at the peasants.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, no, he's not gone, has he?
1: I don't think he's gone. <coughs> Everyone I mean, keeps was... saying Ryan's left. I'm like, no, he hasn't. He's gone to Glasgow. He'll be back really quick. I
0: think some no people are taking Glasgow. some of the um, headlines that have been plastered across the soap websites a little bit too seriously. A long-term not... Coronation Street resident decides to call it a day.
1: He'll be back as soon as Crystal tries to tell him how the washing machine works, and her instructions are me 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 me. He'll come back and be like Carla. I don't know how. It... I don't know. You've got to do this because. Crystal won't, and she just told me meet me. and I don't know which button that is.
0: Um, it it was very peculiar how they didn't bother having her in that final episode. It was it, it was it was kind of directed I and played so out as Crystal. a leaving episode, wasn't it? As a cheap old back of the taxi. Weatherfield exit Wouldn't you like
1: to have seen Crystal once I don't even know, did she do this? She's so forgettable Gone to Daisy and gone, look, I've won You've lost, he's mine, get over it Rebuild your life with Daniel Or don't, I don't care All I care about is me and Ryan We're leaving this place behind And I never want to see you again
0: I don't remember
1: Just stand up for yourself, you're so boring Maybe maybe
0: she was in Wednesday's episode And it's just been blanked out of our (laughs) memories But um, I, I think that how, how She's the human reckon?
1: equivalent of Will Smith's device in um, Men in Black that makes your memory disappear.
0: <laughs> um, unfortunately, Ryan hasn't got much for a brain in there, he'll has be he? Back, so it's it. will be back New
1: Year's Eve, probably. Do you
0: reckon? You reckon before the, party, the year's end? Everyone
1: will be like, yay, new, new leaf. And he'll be like, yeah, 2024, not Glasgow for me. It's quite nippy. I
0: don't reckon we're going to see him again in 2023, but I'd be very surprised if we got to the end of January and he wasn't back in the cobbles, wheedling his way back into Daisy's life and trying to get back into her bed as well. I mean, the the, the big giveaway is always there's never a social media post and I'm and, and sorry yeah. if that's a spoiler or whatever but it's usually it's the way things are at the moment isn't it if it's an actor's final episode on Coronation Street they're not going to fake out pretend of...
1: it's not their final episode are they? No so
0: and if, if the they were mate. to try and pull the wool over our eyes and say well that's it there goes Ryan hope you enjoyed him and then when he came back people wouldn't be like oh alright they'd be just like oh that's okay that's I think people like Ryan but he's and he's obviously been very popular character this year because of the story he's been in but I think generally people are just a little bit nonplussed about whether he's whether he's gone or not and were just left scratching their heads a little bit but
1: bit of a fail right little bit of a fail I was uh,
0: yeah I was I I just thought that you know considering that this was the big story last week there wasn't so much of it um, to deal with this week and, and very little Daniel unfortunately um...
1: Pub time.
0: You, you're hurrying me on, are you? Well, okay, no, fine. it's
1: time for the pub. Tell me right.
0: Well, but what happened in the pub was this. So if this was all, was all quite exciting. And this... If if Ryan's bizarre non-departure didn't kick up much of a kerfuffle online, well, Jenny and Daisy's antics on Wednesday certainly did. But I it all. It. I, I'm kind of going back and forth a little bit about it, about whether I love it or whether I think it's going to... Um, you know be fall flat on its face but this is
1: one of these things where i turn into a complete hypocrite because um when people were complaining on wednesday about what jenny and daisy did i was like it's not real get over it but um i obviously have different opinions uh depending on how serious the storyline is but i think this is just falls under the category for me of it's just a bit of fun.
0: This is <coughs> this is definitely the non-issue story of the uh, this is of the blessed Christmas time. relief
1: from issues-based storylines. There's yeah. nobody. I mean, there are people saying this, but I know no. We we don't need to worry about bank transfers <coughs> and and money laundering. Like, forget it, forget it. It's not real. This is fictional. Just just leave that behind. Let's live in fantasy world where you can just steal money from a dead man and buy a pub with it. What, if not? What's the point of Christmas magic if that can't happen?
0: Somebody needs to tell Ed. It seems like a pretty easy job, really. He's going to be kicking himself when he realises he didn't pull Stephen's diary out of the bin. Anyone could have had that out of the bin. Just out over the road. It just so happens that Daisy was the one sitting there as Audrey was throwing it away. I mean, what are the chances of that, eh? So anyway, Monday then. Um, Jenny is still determined to um, find this journal that Audrey's got because she reckons it's got Stephen's password in but meanwhile Gail is over at number 8 having a read of it herself the rest of the family are all getting together because last week we were teased with this grand plan didn't we of how we're going to have a lovely afternoon with Audrey And
1: it fell a bit flat really it, it did I mean, and partly I sort of forgot there was a grand plan
0: Partly it fell flat because Audrey, yet again, was a bit of a downer, wasn't she? She just <laughs> threw a bucket of cold water over the whole thing. And we were we were fairly supportive of her after the whole um, Stephen gets hit by Peter incident. But I'm finding it harder and harder to forgive Audrey for being a massive grouchy Grinch, aren't you?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, what's, what's her problem? <laughs>
1: uh, her son died.
0: Oh, yeah. And she's yeah. old. Oh, well. So It's a double whammy. David is fairly sceptical that um, they're going to be able to make up at lunchtime because the the family are just always at each other's throats. But Lily suggests that they get a nice box and put some nice notes about each other in them. Right. And, and I hope somebody had one of those at the children's carol concert this week that Lily was um, singing rather awkwardly in because there, there weren't going to be any compliments flowing naturally, I'll tell you that.
1: So what was the grand plan then?
0: have meal together and just right so they get didn't on. even
1: like lily just had to come up with this like the the main plot point of of the grand plan was just ad-libbed by by a child yeah at the last minute yeah nobody else put any thought into it beyond we'll have a free meal at the bistro
0: yeah, hopefully we'll get Audrey to pay. <laughs>
1: we'll get Leanne to just <coughs> say that a ninja came and stole all the, all the steaks.
0: So they all go along to the bistro with with a nice box in the middle of the table, the idea behind which is that you just write nice comments to each other and then, this and then pull of them out. This
1: reminds me of Hook when they had the boo box.
0: Yeah, it's like the anti-boo box, isn't yeah.
1: it? It's a... It's a woo box
0: <laughs> so th- th- this this is a quite a nice tactic to use at school so as we've got there's, do you there's, do this um, there's, there's one uh, my, my, all, all classes at my school have got a box that we can put nice things in or, or if somebody wants to tell the teacher about something that they, oh, well, then they can put it in box. there it's not a grass box, um, but I know there is one particular class in the school who's who's got um like a confetti box, and it's always been filled up with nice little confetti with just nice things about each other on, and then they and they and the teacher reads it out, and it's very very lovely. This in but no way
1: prepares you for the real world.
0: It's not, but it's it's nice to enjoy the naivety of childhood while you still can. I suppose. I guess
1: fairies are real.
0: Um, so they 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 they're having their nice box. Gail is getting fed up of all the bickering already and says, right, let's write some nice things down. Everyone write something nice. Write something nice about everybody, especially me, your mum.
1: What would you write about me?
0: Nice cooking. Oh, great. Makes me laugh.
1: Nice cooking?
0: You do do nice cooking. Nice. Am I allowed to? It's a nice box. It's not an outstanding box. If it was, (gasps) I'd say you did outstanding cooking.
1: I should hope so.
0: You're the best darn cook I know. Thank you very much.
1: Cook? Chef.
0: <laughs> what would you say in the nice box
1: about me i'd say um nice compliments <laughs>
0: <laughs> still powers on through a podcast despite the fact that he's still got a bloody calf oh only voice... he
1: mentions he's got a cold <laughs> like what five times oh
0: sorry missus i had my appendix out don't you know <laughs> Yeah,
1: record an hour-long podcast about it <laughs> and to When's
0: himself. my cough gonna go away? I'm gonna Right, have a bit. so they
1: write everything nice things down. <laughs> yes,
0: and then we cut to the Jenny bit. So she's there with Audrey and Carla. Um, is there, They're it's like cabin, listen, maybe. I got. Well, remember hang on. What this is. Doesn't
1: Jenny say we we need a password? this there's a password yeah
0: jenny says i found a i found a folder or a file one or the other in the laptop and and can we have or Aud- can we have steven's journal please so that i can have a route through it and audrey says well there's some very personal things in there actually and um maybe i don't want everyone reading them which is um i don't know whether that was just a bit of a uh, was it you
1: know uh, no i think that's right because she already found one secret blew up I in her face. I suppose so,
0: she did. Who knows she? what else he
1: wrote in there. There's so many weird cryptic, like, all those cryptic yeah. things that David read out. They could mean anything. You don't even know. Mm. Also.
0: I wonder if there was anything horrible about Jenny in there.
1: My question is, where's Gabrielle? Is she dead? Alive? What? Why didn't they kill her off in Elaine?
0: Yeah, Gabrielle's I'm not I'm still had bitter any... about this. There's... Maybe Gabrielle is going to buy their overs. There's Everyone, I'm just wondering, no are they going to buy their overs now? They're,
1: I'm sorry, they're, neither woman is in the show anymore. There's no reason to keep them alive.
0: Gabrielle and Elaine, spin off special 2024 is going to happen.
1: Gabbers and LL. Yeah. What do they get up to? They just sit and eat biscuits.
0: Um, one of them. I don't know, I can't even one say what, Gabrielle. Got, one of them witters on incessantly. One of them and the other.
1: says, these biscuits aren't as good as in Canada. And the other one says, well, let's go there then. Well, and there I, we go. The and then they just don't. Because so, they never do anything. Anyway,
0: Jenny can't get her hands on this journal um, because of all the... all the Secrets. Fraudulent, not fraudulent. Um, Secrets.
1: Short, scandalous.
0: Scandalous. Um, uh, What's it called when you lie about somebody? Slander. Slanderous details that are inside. Thank Libel. you. Libel. Yeah. So um, Daisy goes to see Jenny later. Well,
1: no, Carla slags Stephen off a bit too much in front of Audrey. And she oh gets mad. yeah,
0: yeah, she does, doesn't she? Daisy goes to see Jenny later and says, "What? Well, what? Well, you don't worry about this. Jenny's still saying we can't take the money. We're going to get it. We're going to give it to well, they Carla. Don't, they
1: don't have the money.
0: though. <laughs> they? No, they don't. They don't. But J- Daisy said even if you did." Your odes and compensation for what Stephen did—he had a bottle neck and everything on on Super soap wheat. That's big stuff. That's high stakes drama. Even if you found and Jenny says any, no.
1: I give it back to Carla.
0: Need to put that in the in Carla's knickers. Thank you very much.
1: Tuck it in the knickers, Daisy says. I know that's the thing. What
0: about the Rovers, eh? Um, and Jenny shuts her down with the idea. So Daniel bumps into Daisy in the street later, not interested in talking to her. Then she says. Um, well, me and Jenny are going to open the pub. Actually, so there, yeah, and we've already got the money. Um, he doesn't believe it with this. So Audrey now. Daniel's
1: just annoyed because Ryan's going to Glasgow and he didn't do a project on Glasgow. Very true. He lord it over both of them. He said, "Oh." oh, I know the history of Glasgow because I did a project on it at school. But he doesn't know, so he's just annoyed that he picked Maybe the wrong Maybe next city. time
0: he does a project on Glasgow, we can have, like, Ryan as his uh, foreign correspondent. On <laughs> but anyway, Audrey's at the bistro now and she's reading all the nice comments, which um typically, as for the plats, are full of snark. Yeah, uh, winding like, Audrey up even more.
1: It's really brave of you to have that haircut. Did
0: you... I, I know I, I kind of forgotten that this scene had taken place, but um, did you enjoy the it wasn't the iconic. nice box? It wasn't iconic.
1: It could have been iconic, and it was. It wasn't. But then the plats are always hilarious, so it's really difficult to do a truly outstanding plat. It wasn't family a family scene. It
0: wasn't a bad scene. No, it, it, wasn't. Just, it felt just felt like wasn't
1: memorable. I don't remember anything they said.
0: Well, no, that's the thing, like. They were all kind of just digging the boot in a little bit, weren't they? But, no, I can't remember anything that was in there at all. Wasn't wasn't David called Sarah Lou a princess? uh,
1: It wasn't as good as calling David a weasel face and doing a a peach uh, bellini. It it
0: completely did the job of what it needed to do, that scene. Yeah, it was great.
1: It was fine. It wasn't...
0: It's, it's not going down in the Platt family history I don't history think books. it's a clip
1: show scene.
0: I don't think so, Not no. every scene
1: can be a clip show scene.
0: No, very true. Um, so Daisy, meanwhile, goes back to the bistro looking for Ryan, because he's not left at this point, and she spies David's jacket hanging on the coat hook. And um, he's not the only person that wears a denim jacket in Coronation Street, unbelievably, but um, Ed's the other one, and he can't afford to go to We're the so bistro. Shana.
1: So yeah that's true there are other characters I can think of that wear it too but I can't say their names why not I can't say it oh
0: that character yeah you're not allowed to mention that person yeah um Maybe it's the, just a hangover from um, Mike Baldwin's denim factory, and it's just infiltrated the brains of just uh, just the Weatherfield. They haven't re- of, like, <laughs> yes. Thirty
1: years of backstock from Western Front. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and they haven't been told that the rest of the world has moved on from denim. And the jackets. ghost
1: of the ghost of um, Mike Baldwin's going never goes out of fashion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe those ones that Chona wears those ripped jeans aren't they actually they are just mothy they yeah, the... <laughs> <France. laughs>
1: yeah, one day be like alright I think I, I think I sold those jeans once <laughs> to Emily Bishop and she took them back
0: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway Daisy's got Daniel's keys no David's keys so that she can let herself into number 8 ooh Oh,
1: sneak. what will happen?
0: So, more nice box reading in the bistro, so more bickering.
1: Well, Sam does a lovely speech.
0: He, I think his was maybe the most memorable bit about it, but again, it was very kind of typical, Sam's going to be a little angel, and the one that brings the feuding family together, what sweet, innocent, childlike thing is he going to say? Not a and he said it.
1: accurate angel. No. With revolving uh, wheels of fire and eyes.
0: No, not like floating that. Floating in
1: that the you, sky. What stuff earlier?
0: Um, anyway, so he he says he's very disappointed in them. So pull yourselves together, family. Let's make up. Um, let's just say our nice things out loud to each other. And he starts by doing a very sweet speech, saying, "You're all brilliant. You're all great, David. Everyone's crying. Sarah, Lou, you're so pretty. Everyone's very sad. Well, no, it's it all happy, sad. Yeah, and it's all yeah. It was it was it was kind of nice. I'd be I'd be touched if
1: a if a a bright child gave me a compliment
0: he's clever he is and he's saying i'm nice he nobody knows his gives stuff. me
1: compliments i I'd did i knew i said you I asked you're It, adequate it doesn't. he said i was nice <laughs> i want compliments semi uh, we've got a nice box it's conversation at gmail.com <laughs> please feel free to stuff it full of compliments just
0: just for christmas just go for on crimbo <laughs> So, um <coughs> the compliments start flowing more and more freely. David, I, I kind of enjoyed him as well. He's really squirming because he's been put on the spot It doesn't about come naturally so nice I think to Sarah Louise. In
1: this country we don't take naturally compliments.
0: No, I think that the Platt's attitude of just being backhanded to each other and sake is the general normal. is the norm for It for, really is normal. This is Brits. what we're like.
1: Yeah, we we don't even our friends, even people we choose as our family, we don't say nice things. No. It just it, comes it, off awkward. It comes
0: across as just a just a little bit American to tell everybody no, yeah, how lovely they are.
1: This, is this why we haven't made <laughs> is this why Katie Perry's not English? She never could have succeeded with her cupcake boobs in this country. Could have torn her to pieces.
0: The best David could say, and and it was kind of sweet because you know, he really had to say it through gritted teeth was that he's glad that she's his sister and he wouldn't change her for anything. Well except maybe a pause. You've got to add that in as yeah. a joke,
1: <laughs> just to prove that you're not serious.
0: It was it was kind of nice. But then
1: Audrey ruins but, it. Yeah then
0: Audrey's like, Well, I can't say anything nice about you and bogs off. Sorry, what is your problem, Audrey? Well you got a stick at your bum, come on. I like you, you said his her son's dead, but I'm I'm it's wearing thin. That could have been the moment when they could have made up. And I know it did come later on, but that that was unnecessary.
1: Yeah, the, I didn't like this.
0: The the whole point of it was just to add a little bit of drama to Daisy's um house um infiltration because she's looking all over the place for this uh this journal, isn't she? And then Audrey, fresh from storming off from the bistro, comes up into number eight um and david uh, daisy has to hide at the top of the stairs for a little bit while audrey pulls the journal out from the sofa and daisy's like of course why didn't i look there um anyway uh, the, the audrey's audrey's got the diary and off she goes um daisy hides away no, she escapes through the back door, doesn't she? Which Jenny, who happens to be there, clocks and says, what's going on? Have you been snooping about in the Platt's house? And she says, yeah, I was looking for the journal. And Jenny says, look, you're lucky you didn't get caught. And how many times do I have to tell you? This money is Carla's, not ours. Just drop it. Oh, how she changes her tune within 20, well, within 48 hours. So, well, it's
1: even more than that, because Friday's episode was apparently Christmas Eve.
0: Oh, yes, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, well...
1: Well, it was before then, actually, it was Wednesday, yeah. Um, so,
0: on. Daisy is on Maxine's bench later, when Audrey comes past. Been to the charity shop. She's been getting rid of some of Stephen's clothes, um, but they don't can want the old out? journals.
1: Stephen got a lot of his clothes from that charity shop.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, they didn't. It's a circle of life. <laughs> that charity shop's been doing well this week, hasn't it? A load of Stephen's stuff on Monday, a load of Ed's presents on Friday.
1: I think they took that to the... Um, I don't think they took it to the charity shop, darling. You don't get money for...
0: Oh yeah, it was the pawn shop, wasn't porn it? Shop, yeah. yeah, just next door. You're right. Um, anyway, I think
1: everybody in Weatherfield goes in the pawn shop first, and they're like, "No, mate, charity shops next door." <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I, I, it was just very, very contrived having Audrey throwing away the diary that they'd been trying to get right by Daisy, wasn't it? Well, it
1: kind of is done because Come on. Audrey surely remembers. Daisy being present when Jenny was asking for this diary, like not that long ago, and she throws it away in her, in her presence.
0: Yeah, why don't you just give it to her?
1: Why don't you just keep it? I don't know.
0: I, <laughs> I, it, it it was just a very handy It was a bit contrivance so that the plot could progress in the way that they wanted it to. I I'm sure they could have been a smarter way, but Wildest. I'm not a smarter Listen. person, so I can't suggest one myself.
1: Yeah, we're not that.
0: So anyway, Daisy's got the diary and um, Audrey goes home, sees the rest of the family there and says, oh, we're all a family and fighting's been a part of it, I suppose. Um, I've been reading Stephen's journal and it made me realise that he was never really part of the family, so screw him, let's hug.
1: Weird. What a weird... Strange
0: conclusion to this Stephen um,
1: story.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Really weird. Really... It it just it did it didn't sit right with me that didn't but at least they had, they got their nice hug at the end. Plats are pretty much just over. Over just with do, just now, so forget with about that. Forget Let's get onto it. this. This get this Rovers business. So Daisy pretends to Jenny that her laptop's on the blink. So can she borrow Stevens? And Jenny's like, "Oh yeah, sure," because she doesn't suspect that Daisy's got this diary. Yeah, sure. She, I've, I've cleaned Daisy out... Daisy looks very sneaky. I've
1: cleaned out Safari and Firefox. You don't need to worry about exactly. Like pressing got P rid of Jenny's saucy pics. Any-
0: so um, not we get we get a classic Corrie password guessing scene at the end of Loved Monday's this. episode. This
1: was great. This it. was just he- just heaven. This is Coronation Street just going. You know what? It's Christmas. We're not going to tax your brain. She's trying to guess the password. She has got one more guess. She's going to look at a picture and she's going to see what it is.
0: What was the fr- no? She had two guesses, didn't yeah, she? she had the f- a second to last guess. What did she happiness. say? Like no, I thought she said. No, the, the, I thought that the clue to what the password oh, the clue was was, happiness. was my happiest place or no, something. No, it's was happiness. Oh, was it? Okay. And then she put something like postcard in or holiday or something completely know. generic as a penultimate guess. And, and then- it
1: literally, the only word on the whole postcard <coughs> was Tofino. Mm. Is that how you say it? Yeah. I don't know. I've got no idea where this place was. Canadian
0: place names. I pronounce exactly the way they're spelled, Jamba. We've this learned this over in, the year.
1: I thought it was in Italy.
0: Oh, was it? I, I suppose it's it doesn't sound Italy. like Canadian, does it? Well, what do I know? Um, no, that does make complete sense.
1: The beautiful Canadian islands of Tofino. Tofino.
0: <laughs> um, uh, it's just...
1: Uh, yeah, we know. I, know.
0: I know that you had to it get It is. There.
1: It is in Canada. You're right. Hey, there we go. You did it. What's so special about Tofino? Rugged west coast of Vancouver Island, nothing short of stunning, long sandy beaches and open Pacific Ocean
0: well well I, well, I want to go
1: right also says why is Tofino called Tough City
0: I don't want to know I'm getting conflicting um,
1: information
0: <laughs> well, I want to go
1: there now they've got an ocean village she the
0: password hooray and now she's got access to Stephen's Cayman Island I would have bet account.
1: £100 that Tofino was in Italy Whew, good job I didn't do that
0: <laughs> Wednesday Daisy's looking up the it road it doesn't
1: sound I it know it doesn't Italian. it sounds
0: Italian I know I know Daisy's it's like Toronto Tofino
1: it is exactly
0: you know it's... they call Toronto Toronto what do they call Tofino Tofino, Tofino. yeah so um, Daisy wants to keep these Rovers plans um, quiet because Rita's almost having a look at her laptop on Wednesday Rita's morning
1: and the um, old bag
0: and she is, and so Daisy didn't want her involved. So she's going to tell Daisy later. Jenny and Carla see you some. You mean? Pe- hang on. Well she's going to tell Jenny, Jenny later. Yeah. yeah. Jenny and Carla see some people coming out of the Rovers later, shaking hands, and Jenny's like, "Oh, maybe, maybe they're the people that are buying the Rovers." Um, and and Jenny says oh, um, to Carla, "Could I? Could, can I borrow some money? Can please? I have? Some, can I have a bit of money, no. please?" Jenny says, "Carla's Carla's got a bit of a grump on." Says, "No way." Then it turns into an argument between them, and um, with Carla saying, "Look, Jenny, you only want to be part of our family when there's money involved. Stephen, your fellow is the one who's in charge of the, uh, responsible for this whole mess, anyway." And here you go. Who do you think you are trying to ask me for a handout? No, thank you, missus.
1: Make your mind up. Who's is it my day. Daisy wades into the Stephen argument.
0: Stephen or Michael's? I don't know. Daisy wades into the argument, and Carla calls her a silly little girl before stropping off. So, um. I this suppose that like, set Jenny on the this path. This was one
1: oh one for establishing a motivation for her to Jenny to later not give two hoots about what Carla thinks. Yeah, about but anything. I thought
0: that by the time Daisy made the uh, Kyle, Jenny made the decision to to pinch the money, Carla had apologized. <laughs> it didn't really didn't really fit for me. But anyway, um, Daisy later reveals, um, because Jenny finds the journal that she has indeed been accessing the account, and Jenny says well done to you but like I've been keeping on saying and I will keep on saying until I have an unexplained change of mind this is Carla's money you cannot have it but Daisy's like well I'll show you and transfers herself £50 pounds over to the account which she uses to buy a lovely bottle of bubbly from the bistro and um sits Jenny down with a glass later and uh and says we
1: would, let's just buy, let's, keep this let's money let's
0: keep the money I
1: love her reasoning for this she's like Jenny, we're in the clear here I transferred 50 quid and nobody's arrested me yet The SWAT
0: teams didn't come in, says Jenny Uh,
1: Daisy, the wheels of justice in Weatherfield turn slowly even if they had any inkling you'd taken this money it'd take until March to work it out yeah,
0: Jenny says, this is utter madness. We have got to tell Carla about this. And she, I'm going to go and tell her right now. So Jay, Daisy chases her off to the factory. Um, but fortunately for her, Carla's not there. Because she just so happens to be in a business meeting where she's going to be completely stable financial ground after a massive deal that she's just made. I no, wish honey. that I could somehow make £250,000 when I'd lost it. Very convenient and helpful.
1: no. She goes to be with Peter when he get, meets up with his organ donor. And Sarah is the one that saves the factory.
0: Oh, is she? Yeah. Oh, but but okay. she.
1: Sarah says to them, hurrah, all our woes are behind us. If only we'd thought of selling clothes for cheaper than we make them. Uh, Never occurred to me before. <clears throat> we've been losing money hand over fist. <laughs>
0: I, I just don't get how, on the one <laughs> hand, you've got Ed, who desperately needs to get money. That's nice
1: business, baby.
0: And he can't, you although he does in any gamble of way. And then you got Carla, like, oh, the factory's in danger of going under. What on earth will we do? Oh, look, here's somebody giving us look, quarter of a million pounds.
1: They, no, the, nobody said it was quarter of a million pounds. They said they were back on track. Mm. They said they were back on track. You, you're putting words in their mouth there. I, that's not really fair.
0: I, I I should be in business if it's as, as easy as they're making it out to be on this. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, um, Daisy's eyes light up to hear that Carla's um, th- going to be in the black again they, soon they because it makes her feel less guilty about stealing from her.
1: oversold this a little bit because the, the purpose of, of what Sarah said was to make Jenny and Daisy feel like they didn't have to give the money back because they didn't need it at the factory to save everyone's jobs. But... The, the idea that a business could win a contract that would stop them from going under is not that far fetched.
0: No, it's not that far. You're f- filling
1: in blanks that didn't exist.
0: Oh, well, whatever. I, I mean, this was still a good episode on the whole. I just thought that there were a few um, kind of quick ways to tie up problems, I suppose. But anyway, Daisy goes back to the flat with, her, with with Jenny and says, well, you know, it was fate that Carla wasn't there. Isn't it good that Carla's financial worries are behind her? We'll pay her back over time anyway. And Jenny says, I cannot believe who you've become. You're such a scheming cowbag, Daisy. And Daisy says, yeah, I am, actually. Don't you remember? And so are you. This is exactly what you're like, Jenny Bradley. You need to think of the community. People want somewhere to drink They're in the bistro. Let's get the Rovers, I'll say one more time. And Jenny says, Well, you have a good case there, Mrs. I will have a think about it. So um, Jenny is walking past the pub with Rita later, um, who is off to see Mavis in Cartmel for Christmas. And Rita says, Whoever takes over that pub has got big shoes to fill. You are one of the best landladies there's ever been, I tell you. So as um, Rita And walks, I've
1: seen all of them. I've
0: seen them all ever since Annie Walker.
1: All and, five uh, of them
0: and then this is when Carla I do not remember
1: how many there have been
0: many more than that then Carla pops along and says to Jenny oh Sarah says you wanted to tell me something and Jenny's like let "Mm, me have a think during
1: the break
0: "Mm, just wanted to say sorry really have you
1: heard of a dinosaur called what's his name what the dinosaur the Argos one Trevor have you heard of a funny dinosaur Trevor I'm just going to hallucinate about him for about (laughs) three minutes
0: Um, she stares at the bush shelter does she
1: going I'm just imagining a dinosaur that talks like this and really enjoys material things he orders from a catalogue oh it's a beautiful imagination anyway
0: back to the present I just wanted to say sorry for being horrible to you about Aidan earlier I can't remember what she said she she used his name in vain um anyway Carla's like yeah well we're cool now anyway I'm going to be rolling in it soon and just so that we're clear, if you'd have wanted the money, of course I would have given it to you. I was just being a coward. And it's earlier. more
1: establishing reasons for you to think it's totally fine to steal, to steal, this steal from
0: me. So um later in the flat, again, Daisy finds Jenny downing a bottle of bubbly and Jenny says, right, I'm in on it. We're going to take the money. We're going to say it's a bank loan. We're going to pay Carla back as soon as we can. It just in drips and drabs. And Daisy says, well, I'm going to have my name as the co-owner, please, because I'm I'm in on this evil scheme with you, and um, but I understand if we can't make it public because people will want to know why, and they have an excited hug, and um, there's the rover's future locked in. She says, Jen "Can we Daisy. just
1: can we just lay the ground rules here for future conflict between the two of us, whereby <laughs> yes. I say I'm really the reason why we have the rovers, but you are the 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 name on on the front of it, and even though." There's so much conflict that could be had here. We're not going to think about no. what would happen with these two Nothing very could strong women, with one of them having to take a back seat.
0: <laughs> so the next episode, they're already. <coughs> even though I thought that they were going to keep it quiet about Daisy being co-owner, they're already blabbing it off to um, Brian and Mary in the cabin, and um, they've got a meeting with the estate agent later. They Please just need to. Please
1: never tell. Look. What. This drives me mad. We've gone through so much heartache buying houses, and on Coronation Street, you just you you just say you've bought a house like the week before you're going to get it, and and you get it. It just drives me n- nuts. <laughs> I know. Really like that, I know it? that they have to take liberties, but it just it's just so sickening. <laughs> it, and it really <coughs> it should be like it is on Corrie, where you go, I've got money. There's somewhere I want to buy. Can I buy it? Yes, you can. Cool. Here's the money. Great. Thanks. Here's the place. Great, thanks. No need for all six months of drawn-out, ridiculous, Mm. back-and-forth stupid people that work in a solicitor's office that don't seem to know how to spell your name properly. All should be rounded up and shot (laughs) in a pit.
0: Well, it's not as easy as they first think. Let's just put it that
1: way. Everyone should suffer like I have.
0: Um... We also had a little scene where... (laughs) Not bitter, though. (laughs) um, Where Carla sees Jenny in the cafe later and is happy that she's going to go back to working in the pub, and Jenny's looking mightily guilty when she has to lie to Carla about where the money's coming from. She said from. it was a
1: different bank. <laughs> She's like, "Who'd have thought there's more than one bank? I thought it was just one It was called the bank."
0: Um, and anyway, she gets a, store- a phone call from this estate agent later, and um, there's somebody else that's interested in the robes, apparently. So they're doing the old sealed bids thing. So it doesn't seem like it's going to be quite as easy as she first thought. Oh,
1: it's fine. But win it. Stupid.
0: So, um, so are we currently on, on Jenny's side in this or or, or not so oh, much? Listen,
1: I've abandoned all pretense of real world. It's so funny how much room there is in this show for really, really sad and tragic realities of, of life and just stupid nonsense like this. Like, this is just, forget it it's all it's all fine it's not real anything can happen it's fiction yeah i mean something's going to happen it's not going to be what would really happen in real life because if you're going to buy somewhere they have to check you're not doing money laundering or fraudulent transfers or stealing things from dead men.
0: Yeah, you kind of have to say where your money came from, don't you? A special form you have to fill. Where do you get your
1: money from? from? We had to do this. We had to send proof where we got this money from. So, how are they going to get away with this? I I don't really care. I'm not interested in that. I'd rather not have everything. But do you think that
0: they will get caught? Is Jenny just being ridiculously short-sighted with this? If you
1: listen to our prediction, AI prediction episodes, we do talk about uh, this very briefly because we do a, a prediction the IA comes up with what they think is going to happen but I I think that um oh no it was in it it was in a shorts wasn't it it was in a um a YouTube shorts yeah I said this I just think that Carla's going to find out what they've done um and that's going to be the only consequence and she'll just say well as long as you pay me back I don't care I don't think the police are going to get involved because <coughs> that would complicate things we want jenny what we need to think about what do we want this to end up with right we want this to end up with jenny and daisy staying in the rovers that's basically it the writers are going to say whatever we need to do to get to that we're going to do it so the police don't care they've already told everybody we investigated this we couldn't do anything about it there's no way we can we haven't got the time forget it the money's gone the only person who cares therefore is carla because that's her money now if jenny and daisy manage to to convince her that they are going to pay the money back. Carla, we, you know, she's she's not going to be worried about the money, is she? What Next you... year, she's not going to be worried about the money. She's going to have other things to worry about. And she's also got money coming in yeah. from the factory. So she's not going to be focused on trying to get revenge from Daisy and and... Jenny, so if they if she finds out, I'm sure she'll just say, whatever, give me the money back. I think can. that
0: she's gonna find out and be really mad for a few yeah, episodes, yeah, exactly. and then either Jenny will do something lovely to save her life, I don't know, and then Carla will say, oh, well, you know what, maybe I won't send you down the cop shop after all, or or something. Someone I,
1: will just beg on their knees and say, Look, we'll give you the money back, what's the problem? You wouldn't have got it back if we hadn't. If it, look, the money was gone literally. Audrey threw the journal away. You were not going to get this back. No way were you going to get this money back. It was gone forever. We got it. We've used it for this. We, we're we going to pay you back. We said this before we, we even got caught. We were going to give you the money back.
0: It it did feel odd how quickly Jenny changed her mind from because she was saying it uh, ad nauseum Carla needs this money. This is underworld's money. Yeah, but then this she belongs to it, the factory. Basically, and Carla
1: then... came up and said, Oh, remember that money that, that Steam Star? I don't need it now. And even if I had it, I'd give it to you. I, Literally, there were scenes that where she said that to her. It's not that far fetched. I mean, it, the 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 con the idea that she said it in the first place is far fetched, but the idea that Jenny took what she said as face value is not far fetched.
0: I just think that she's being very naive if she thinks that they're going to get away with it. And I do wonder in re- how much down the real life you'd like, be
1: in prison. I,
0: yeah, but I mean. I, I'd I'd be kind of up for seeing a story of Jenny going to prison. I I think that I think that it's <laughs> a, 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 as, as silly an idea as it is to make us believe that Jenny and Daisy could get away with this. At the, ultimately, like you said, what I want at the end of this is for Jenny to be the Rover's landlady. I don't want anyone else as the Rover's landlady yet. Exactly. I don't want it to be Carla. I don't want it to be Daisy. I don't I... want it to be Glenda. I don't want it to be anybody. And, that, and there is still a chance that that happening. I I've seen like rumors. I've seen some spoilers, but not spoilers to do with that. But I've seen people's theories about it could be someone else. Here's who else it could be in charge of the Rovers. Um, and I'm I'm worried about that. I just really really want it to be Jenny. So with that in mind, I'm kind of almost willing to accept any. Storyline convoluted, um, suspension of disbelief kind of methods that they'll get us there, but it doesn't really sit right with me. But anyway, I the thing that I think is quite clever is having Daisy as co-owner because if that doesn't lead to some kind of almighty stepmother stepdaughter fallout within the next what two months three months, I'm gonna be I'm gonna there's, be
1: shocked. There's I I. I don't know where they're going with this, but if there's a lot of... I mean, I hear from people who have complicated relationships with their mums, women, who have, like, daughters and mums. I've never had that with my mum. She's great. I think she's one of the best women I know. I've never had this weird relationship that loads of women seem to think is part of the essential female experience. But if they want to go down that route... Jenny and Daisy are the perfect two people to do it with. Like, wisdom, age, experience, beauty, kind of ambition and fearlessness. Those two things going up against each other mm. would be amazing, don't you think? Yeah. Like, like <coughs> Daisy, Daisy thinks, it, and both of them have got reason to, to believe that they're right. Because Jenny's got all these years of experience running the pub. And Jenny and Daisy's going to say, well, you failed. You, you screwed it up.
0: Daisy's already saying, "Well, you know, I've I've got the voice of youth. I know what people want these days." she's,
1: She's rightfully saying, "I'm the one who's got the money. If it wasn't for me, we wouldn't have the pub at all."
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: This is this is setting up really, really fascinating conflict between two of my favorite characters, and I think there's so much. It's it's an archetypal, you know, mother daughter conflict and it's also two massive characters everything's set up for this to be great so
0: I just wonder whether Daisy's gonna set her sailing up the river at one point I I think that she's going to get Jenny over a barrel I think she's gonna turn on her Jenny at the moment thinks that everything's great um, me, and, me and Daisy were going to take There's on the world. So we're going much. to somehow overcome the financial problems and the lack of custom that the Rovers has been having for the last few years, and everything's going to be so, so hunky-dory. But Daisy is going to totally screw her over, and D- Jenny's not going to be able to do Jenny's anything about it. Prepared. Because otherwise she's going to be the one that goes to prison. Because De- Jenny's the one who's going to be signing on the dotted line, isn't she? do know I've, Oh, is it, is it? I can't remember whether I said officially it would be... Hers and Daisy's, I can't remember, but whatever. I I can totally see Daisy screwing Jenny over at some point because she is a she can be a nasty piece of work, and she can be manipulative and sly and out for number one.
1: As soon as they have an argument about what colour the new
0: upholstery should be on the seats,
1: cushions in the back room are going to be. Yeah, they'll have a fight. Yeah, because it's not Jenny's. Cool anymore well and the way of things no exactly the way of things is and this and it's also a rite of passage story too don't you think think. like well when you're a child what your parents say goes they they you know you don't really have a choice you have to do what they say and jenny and daisy have had that parent-child relationship and it transformed into employee boss relationship whereby Jenny would say, right, you're on the road to here, you're doing this, you're doing that, clean this, empty that, order this, serve them. But now she's not in charge. And and it's just like a parent and a child where the parent uh, has to acknowledge that the child leaves home. And now you can't say, do this, do that. Like, you know, and it's so there are so many conflicts that are born out of a parent trying to establish... Um, dominance over a child when they're when they've flown the nest and this is what is symbolic isn't it Mm. you know jenny jenny can say what she wants but daisy doesn't have to listen to her anymore
0: they jenny's name will still be over the door and i think jenny's going to use that against her yeah but exactly that's the point that's
1: why it's interesting that's why it's different from you know yeah sorry i know what you think is going to happen but i'm not going to live in Mm you know i'm not going to live in birmingham i'm going to move to coventry you don't get to tell me whether i buy a masonette or a flat you don't get to tell me whether i have to buy a two-piece or a one-piece sofa you know i'm going to do my own things and make my own mistakes but and the other thing is that in a parent-child relationship you could say yeah whatever go, go and move to coventry i don't care whereas this is like well you can't just do what you want because it involves me too you can't decide unilaterally what to do with the pub because I'm also involved in this. So they don't have the freedom. There's no freedom for Daisy because she's still hooked into Jenny. Mm. I think this is really fast. I I hope that they do lots of really fun stuff with this. I hope that they have lots and lots of Rovers
0: scenes. I'm looking forward to...
1: Do you know know what I mean when I say that, that, that in Coronation Street, I don't think there are that many stories where a child flies the nest and can do what they want and there's a conflict because they all just move back in and live for their parents yeah
0: yeah no I know what you mean I'm looking forward to seeing what the dynamics are between um, like Glenda and Sean and Daisy now Daisy will be yes. the boss.
1: This has got. This has just opened so many and I avenues. Can, and
0: I can certainly see Daisy and Jenny arguing, and then Glenda and Sean being Going, like, "Who do Ooh. I?"
1: This is why I literally don't care about the fact that this is illegal. This is the least interesting aspect of the story. I don't want to hear anything about it. I want it to just go away. Let's pretend this never happened. Because to me, them worrying about stealing the money from Stephen and all what's going to happen and going to prison whatever that's not even the most interesting aspect the Daisy and Jenny dynamic mother daughter
0: Mm. I I don't know I don't know how long a prison sentence would be because I I think like I said earlier I I, I wouldn't I would not be adverse to having Jenny goes to prison if we have a Jenny in prison story I don't want to have you know let the character have a break for however many years it would be I'd quite like to see her get behind bars and get out to some adventures in there. Um, but not I if mean, it means a long time.
1: Fine, if that, if they've exhausted all the stuff I've already said that I would find interesting.
0: The, the, the problem is with it all, it almost is a bit like putting a ticking time bomb on Jenny's reign as landlady, don't you think? It's always going to be there, hovering over her tenure no, as landlady. listen, i've
1: just explained how you they can get away with it not being illegal
0: but it is a bit
1: it is illegal but i can see why that how they get away with it it's so <laughs> easy and simple Gen- the only person who knows about it and can get them in trouble would be carla because mm. it's carla's money she's the only one who cares now if audrey cared she wouldn't have thrown the diary away Everyone else thinks the money's gone. It's not their money anyway. If the money got recovered, it, the only person it would go to is Carla. Well, so Therefore, once the police have washed their hands of it and Audrey's thrown it away, the only person who would care is Carla. And if Jenny and Daisy can convince Carla to not go to the police about it, they, they've got away with it. So you don't need to worry about them going to, to go into prison.
0: Well, let's just hope that... What a that
1: boring way to end that story. Let's
0: let's not think about it too hard and just hope that within within... Weeks, or maybe even days, in the Coronation Street timeline, we will have Jenny rightfully sitting on a little stool at the back of the Rovers. But um, I am kind of interested to see whether there's any other little surprise bidders there. Otherwise, there I is have gone for this close bid thing.
1: A scene where. Daisy insists that she gets a bigger stool as Jenny does, then I don't know
0: what the point of this whole thing was. Right. um, Speaking of Carla, Gemma, let's look at the Peter story. So I'm going to pass over to you to uh, do a bit of a synopsis of this, if you're ready.
1: Yeah, of course I am. On Monday, it's a busy morning at Heron Flat headquarters. Carla's going to work. Tim finds Peter on uh, Martin's bench in Victoria Gardens and sees he's looking a bit down and wants to know if he wants to talk. Um... And Tim decides that they should go and sit in the hot tub. <laughs> and they sit there with some rubber duckies, don't they? They do, yeah. Tim tells Peter he's had a flashback about about Stephen, but he's going to move on. So we don't need to worry about him having PTSD <coughs> or no. scenes again. It's yeah. all fine.
0: P- Peter, I-, I kind of have felt that Peter's um, depression or whatever you would call what he's going through at the moment has kind of sprung out of nowhere a little bit. He's we we haven't seen a that whole lot of Peter sense. over the last few weeks, um, and it kind that of comes make sense. a bit. he didn't
1: spring out of nowhere? He ran a man over.
0: Yeah, but he's been very philosophical about it. Suddenly, out of nowhere, I I'm well. That's I'm not thinking, what you just said. No, it's, no that's oh, that's what I meant. And uh, no, it, was, it was it was quite a nice little. I'm scene getting confused
1: him. about what you mean. You said it his depression came out of nowhere. Yeah, and then you said it's gone away.
0: No, no. Oh, I do not No, no. I, do, I, I no, he he has been away. He's not been in the program for a few weeks. Mm. And all of a sudden now he wants to leave. And I know we've seen him looking at like the travel agents and wanting to go on the boat and stuff, but This I, makes
1: perfect sense to me.
0: I don't know. I don't okay. Well. Just
1: the same way, uh, who is it? Um <laughs> You. you you're in danger, I'm just telling you. Why? Because um who was it that's getting itchy pants? <laughs> I don't oh, know. Oh, Sarah's, Sarah, no, Daisy's saying, oh, Daniel, don't pay attention to me. Sarah's saying, oh, Adam, you don't pay attention to me. Peter's saying, oh, Carla, I'm bored of my life. I want something new. All these are warning signs, Michael. This is me. <laughs> I totally see what Peter's saying. He's having a midlife crisis, honestly. He's fed up with what he's doing. He can't see the point of it. He's stuck in a, a meaningless existence. He's not doing anything with his life. He wants to do something different.
0: I thought as the week went on, he explained it better, like in today's um, AA meeting scenes mm. and, the, and the ones after that. I, I got to understand what he was feeling a little bit more, but it felt like on Monday they they jumped in there a little bit too quickly. I for think me,
1: this is the thing about soaps is that they tell you. I think if you, I think if you're in the same place as a character, you don't need it to be explained to you, but if you don't get it, even all the explaining in the world can't often. Really, get mm. you in the same headspace. Okay. I mean, he wants to come back to the south.
0: <laughs> he wants
1: to go back to Portsmouth because they're beautiful. Spinnaker Tower. I I can see why.
0: Continue. It
1: looks like Dubai.
0: So they're having a lovely hot tub scene, aren't they? And Tim <laughs> says it. Peter gives up now, then Stephen wins.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's well, right. He's saying I'm. I I don't think I can carry on living here. Um, I've have re- reached the end of the road with me and Carla. All she cares about is the business. She doesn't care about me. Um, and then later on, Peter hides a letter yeah,
0: he's from got,
1: the hospital. Yeah. Carla comes in.
0: Yeah, he's got his mysterious letter. You've written letter. from the
1: general. I'm like, what? General what? From the, from the, <coughs> from the Navy? Yeah. <laughs> They're about to start dinner. Carla gets a call from the underworld, underworld, because the alarm's going off. And that, that was weird. That, that does not mean anything. It was just weird.
0: What, what was causing the underworld alarm to go off? I don't think we've really got it an answer Stephen's
1: ghost. So, Peter's again looking at Mediterranean getaways with Simon. So much of this could have been solved if Carla just agreed to go on a Christmas cruise with Peter. I think it would have been <laughs> fine. Um, he says, uh, everything I love is here, but I'd, I'm, I'm happy to know the options open if I ever want to get away in the future. It's not is he satisfied? Don't know. On Wednesday, Carla asks Peter, Do you want to come for lunch at the bistro? I've got a meeting that's really important. I want to celebrate or commiserate with you. And he says, Oh, I can't. I've got a meeting, I've got to go see my dad. But when she comes home unexpectedly, he's acting shifty and tidying up, and she kind of catches him in it and says, Look, okay, i admit I'm not having a lunch with my dad, I've been in contact with my donor nurse and I asked to meet with the donor's family. Yeah, so
0: this was the letter, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, and I, I've i been worrying about my sobriety. I don't know what the point of me being alive is. And so I'm kind of hoping that if I meet the family of the person who gave me this second chance, it might give me reason to carry on. So he meets up with this woman who's the mother of the person who donated their kidney and it's Val. And it never brings up the fact that this is his mum's name. I don't
0: think he did, but I mentioned it to you, didn't I, yeah. while we were watching. I think that it was quite a nice touch. And I to don't say know how
1: old Val was when she died, but wouldn't be surprised if she weren't around the same age.
0: I think I think she was a bit younger, but it doesn't really matter. But well. So basically, that yeah, the, this is one Val who who's, has a son who gives his liver to the son of another Val. And I thought, yeah, it was, yeah it was quite touching in a way
1: so she's um carla carla's found out that she's gonna come round, and she's decided to stay and that's why she sends sarah off to the very important future of the business meeting instead of herself right so they meet up with val and val tells them about her son who died when he was 32 i think it was a car crash but i'm not sure and he was a great guy and peter just starts crying and she asks him why and he says i feel like a fraud because the only reason i needed this liver was because i'm an alcoholic and he had you know i've taken a chance from somebody and he had everything going for him and i'm you know i don't really feel like i deserve it and val i felt like this was a bit oh feels like this feels like a fictional thing like val was immediately going well alcoholism alcoholism is a disease of no, anyone love who this. thinks otherwise needs a crash course in compassion. It
0: was a little schmaltzy. It was a little... But I think it was just what the story needed. It's just what Peter needed. Val was absolutely lovely lady and...
1: Okay, this wouldn't feel like such a, um, a lecture if it hadn't been for the fact that... Was it the week before or the week before that we had the Baileys lecturing us about how... Gambling is a disease. Like everything's a disease, and it's nobody's fault. Any everything you do is out of your hands. And I do definitely subscribe to that idea that addiction is not within your complete control. But having two groups of characters like saying it on television at, in the same month just felt.
0: Oh no! That really, didn't, it didn't bother me whatsoever. Uh, I was just really enjoying it. I thought Val was lovely, and I wanted I to her to. I thought Val was very understanding. I wanted her to be a bit longer than she was.
1: I'm surprised that she... I mean, she must have prepared herself, I guess, mentally. I felt we needed more time with Val, because if she had said something like, I know my son donated a liver, and so I was prepared for the person who it was donated to to have had alcoholism. Mm. So I've thought to myself about how I would feel if that were to be the case, and I cannot be sad about it, because... No matter what happens, I'm just happy that you had another chance and don't waste it. And that would have been the same thing. That would have been the same that would have given you the same end result as having this very heavy handed alcoholism isn't a disease and I I think I'm compassionate. Like, I did I didn't. Why why would you say that as as the mother of the person who sacrificed their life? It just didn't really make sense that she she felt like she was just there to validate Peter Barlow and that's not really fair. It
0: didn't bother me whatsoever. Okay, I'd, I would have liked to have seen an awful lot more. Even like the scene where she came in and she was like, "Can I give you a hug?" I thought, "Oh, it was that lovely. Was sweet. And Carla was there in the background, going, "Oh, so, so sweet."
1: I said to you, "Um, oh, she bought a stethoscope," and I thought, "That's not really for livers, though, is it? That's more for hearts. <laughs> you can't really f- hear a liver working." No. With <laughs> so yeah, she was she was very sweet, and she, but she doesn't. She's not around for very long, she leaves and Carla tells Peter that she's really proud of him and he starts saying, you know do you remember when we were going in for my first transplant which I don't think happened and we were talking in the waiting room about all the things we were going to do and we haven't done any of them all the things we were going to do if I had a second chance at life, you know, we were going to travel we were going to go walking in the dales we were going to do this and that and then Carla looks at him and says, we can still go walking in the dales and that point, I think, is when Peter realises that he wants more out of life than Carla is prepared to give him.
0: It's interesting, though, because Carla has you know, been around the world before, hasn't she? She, well, she, she went already, off to LA before, yeah, but, but, but Car- maybe that's the point. It she's feels like done Carla's
1: it. done it, and yeah. She's... Carla's got her hung up her walking boots. She mm-hmm. doesn't want to go travelling the world. They want different things. Then she says, like, she's, she's going, Here, hang on, Peter, just hold my shovel for a minute. I'm going to use my hands to dig this hole. <laughs> she gives him a postcard from his mate who's on this cruise around the Mediterranean going, by the way, if you still, come, if you still want to leave your life behind you and come on a cruise with me, the office is still open. She can read this postcard with her own eyes. Her yeah. husband has just said to her, <laughs> I feel like I'm wasting my life. I want to go ra- I want to travel. And she says, let's just go for a walk. Here's a postcard that's basically a one-way ticket to get out of this dump. Here you go. It's for you. <laughs> On Friday, it's breakfast time. Um, Ken wants a dry Christmas this year. And Peter says, well, you know, you don't <laughs> all have to... You just jump on the wagon with me, and Carla says, "Oh, I just want to support you." And then presumably pours red wine on a cornflakes because <laughs> Christmas Day's the only day she's not going to drink.
0: Carla's not an alcoholic, is she? Oh wait, sure <laughs> she... she was at one point. Got over that. See, this is all what P- God, Peter needs: the willpower okay. that Carla's got <laughs> to just not be an alcoholic it. anymore. AA
1: is not for everybody. Not <laughs> okay. everyone is, is the same. I but know. yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make a whole lick of sense. So he's, he's got to go to this family AA meeting and he asks her to come. So they have it at the community centre, obviously. And Peter tells everybody about their plans for Christmas and he says, you know, as long as I'm with the people that matter, that's all I need. Yeah. Like he's, he's convincing he, himself.
0: Yeah, he's putting on a massive front here but Carla can tell straight like, away. what, that are you sure? getting him. I feel like
1: you're holding something back. And this is awkward because they're doing this in front of everybody at this meeting. But I guess it's a safe space for her to yeah. to ask him. And... um. He's like, no, no, it's all fine, and then he says, like, I feel like I'm, um being yeah, I'm he, empty. I'm he, like, he eventually can't h-
0: hide it anymore.
1: The light's going out. I don't know what to do. I've got Val's son's kidney or liver. Liver. Uh, I don't know what, what. what am I doing with this? What? What am I? What is this giving me? The opportunity to do nothing. I feel like I'm plugging through life, but maybe I just feel sorry for myself. Maybe I need to pull my socks up. And Carla just looks sick because that was a very
0: nicely written speech yeah I thought that that, that, at that point that was when I started to get okay this is why Peter's feeling this way
1: Conor takes Peter to one side and he talks about I haven't even lived the life I I kind of screwed up let alone this new life that I've been given I'm sorry I'm what before I'm saying but you asked me to be honest and Carla doesn't even know what to say she's really insecure when they're back at home later and she says were you ever happy with me are you leaving me and he says no no I, I if I don't sort myself out you'll want to leave me I don't know who I am and Carla's crying I, I you know isn't it enough I love you aren't I enough for you and he says look I wish it was that simple and she says oh let, let, we'll fix it together and then she gets a phone call from Rob Rob her brother in prison he just wants a comforting word from his sister and the festive time when he's probably feeling lonely. She's like, oh, fuck. it's got Rob again. Put my phone. <laughs> I'm not answering it. I ain't got time for that. Simon comes in and he's got post. And this is really sweet. We love this, didn't we? Yes, this, is
0: a, this is a nice um, tug at the heartstrings of the long term fans' little moment here. It's got
1: a very elaborately wrapped and, and gifted. I think it was Rowan Atkinson that put this together. <laughs> it's a massive box with the tiny photo album in it that Ken is, um It's for Ken yeah, for from Christmas Peter. from Peter. And it's got Frank and Ida on the first page of oh, and loads of other really cool Barlow family shots. And it was really nice to see. There was, a, you know, they. They have the camera over their hands hopefully there's a, that's a prop that they're gonna display yeah some pictures. the thing
0: is ken's already got quite a lot of old family photos is he gonna look at this and go just another one for the for the pile he's
1: going for it going oh you've got you've got deirdre pitching a trifle at the wall <laughs> oh, that's a rare one <laughs>
0: <laughs> got a little shiny one here this is uh, got one of got one of um my got second of, wife here got one of tracy's old
1: heads <laughs> so that was very sweet. Sarah finds Carla in the flat later, and she tells him about Peter's confession early in the day. And she's decided that she's going to get him something different this year. And she's printing something out. And Sarah sees what she's printing out. She says, "Are you sure? Are you sure this is what you want?" Yeah,
0: little cliffhanger, and mm. an, an, an um, what is unusual she doing? cliffhanger. They don't do that kind of thing on Corrie very much. I was perfectly expecting for the, it to reveal. Here's what it is. And then we were left going, oh my gosh, it's such and such. But now we're left in the position where it's a kind of guess I situation. really can't say
1: what I think this is because there are spoilers and then they're not very long in the future, but it's not fair to talk about but them. But
0: you don't know what it is, do you? No, but I
1: think, I've, my theory, I've got a theory.
0: Well, straight away, I just assumed it was the Rovers. Um, yeah, you that, did, didn't that, you? Yeah, I didn't, I mean, it, it But why felt...
1: would you buy a pub for a man who's on, who's... who's... He's run it before. Yeah, when he was an alcoholic. Yeah. He hasn't run it since he's had a new liver. No, he's I think
0: I don't know, I don't know what she thinks he wants, but and, and maybe it wouldn't make sense necessarily, but apart from to have Jenny versus Carla
1: I but know that I don't think I'm, Carla I'm can afford the pub
0: at the moment, can she? She's the, the business well, no, is supposed she's, she she she's doesn't been have
1: a quarter of a million quid. Yeah. So I, I, I I've got I know too much about very important things pivotal that things that will happen to be able to say anything and even me saying that as a spoiler, but I apologise.
0: At least, at least we can say that it was a nicely placed cliffhanger at the end of the episode. I suppose. I mean, probably, I guess if you're it's going to be the next guessing, episode that we find out, is you're it? guessing
1: without knowing, you would think is he got her? She got him like a boat, or um, is it? A trip like are they going away for a month or something like she's compromising and saying let's just go away for a month and to get your get your itchy pants cleaned or uh, whatever. <laughs>
0: I wonder whether she would like
1: Because she bought and... him a boat once before and that didn't turn out so well. But it's keep Abby away from it as She's saying.
0: worried about him disappearing off. Maybe she's doing the opposite and saying do you want uh, another share of the factory? And she's going to give him oh. part of Underworld, maybe.
1: Maybe she's printing out an ad- adoption papers for him to adopt.
0: <laughs> Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> That's like, no. Maybe he's she's right, he's in Glasgow. It's like I knew a panda in Glasgow Zoo or <laughs> <is it> Edinburgh <laughs> yeah, Zoo. You got don't got have have got, got rid of them. I know.
1: Maybe they're. Ado- maybe she's adopting Simon.
0: <laughs> oh my god.
1: <laughs> she's like, look, I'm not actually legally doing this, but it's just you know, it's just a bit of fun.
0: I want I I think um yeah maybe I don't, whatever it is I don't think he's he's going to
1: Maybe it's, she's go adopting, down well. maybe she's sponsoring Maxine's bench for the next 20 years
0: for him. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know.
1: I want to just I want to just dunk on Carla a bit here. I'm so mad at her. Why? Not that long ago she made a really sexist comment and we didn't don't need women to be sexist. We already have enough of that. But Carla's one of the worst on the show for casual misogyny. She already told, was it Beth, that period pain is a made-up thing you tell male bosses to get out of work.
0: It's something along those
1: lines. Not true. Absolutely, astoundingly ignorant. Today, she said that maybe Peter is experiencing the male menopause. I was so annoyed at her. (laughs) The male menopause is not real. Men definitely do have midlife crisis they have health issues that affect them there are definitely definitely biological things that are specific to male bodies that they experience during middle age that might cause them to be depressed or have issues with their health but invoking the word menopause to describe it is the most uh, ignorant and offensive thing i can think of and i can only hope that she doesn't experience any of the horrible things that menopause (laughs) drops on on women's heads. Have we not been educated over the like the past two years about how awful it is for women to go through it? It's a very real biological thing. It affects every aspect of your life if you're a woman. Your your mental state and your physical state and to have her just say, like, wanting to travel the world as male menopause, I just wanted to kick her in the face. <laughs> I know that's really violent and rude of me, but I'm just so sick of people not taking women seriously. And this is now the second time that she's done it.
0: in like six months months, it it
1: really makes me cross I know that there are some women who are so blessed to not have problems with their health that are due to their female bodies but can you please respect the experience of women who have difficulties in that realm is that too much to ask
0: request. Carla's such a mean
1: girl, isn't she? She's such a mean girl. She's like the sort of girl at, who, at school where if you had a period pain, she'd be like, "Well, I don't have period pain. What's wrong with you?" "I don't have anything wrong with me." "Oh, you must be a terrible girl." Well,
0: no wonder. You're I on knew Jenny girls side like this over the post. I the knew po- girls
1: like this at school. They didn't have any sympathy for girls that had period pains. And it's it can be it can be awful. I've got a friend who literally Cannot do anything for like two days out of the month because she's so sick, and I've got other friends who have never had period pains in their life, and they cannot sympathise with her whatsoever, and it makes me so cross. Believe women, Carlo, bitch.
0: <laughs> um, anyway, back on. I'm back just to so the story. mad.
1: I just cannot. I just cannot. I hope. I hope she. I'm looking her. forward
0: to seeing um, more <laughs> Carla and Peter heart-to-hearts next week. Do you
1: think we'll get one? I
0: think we may well get one next right. week. Right, Ed I Gamble. Um, oh, Before yeah, you say no, too much, Ed
1: good.
0: Gamble. Ed's storyline, okay then. So um, it, basically, the beginning of the week was much like everything else we've had so far in this story for the past couple of months, which was Ed not having any money and people wanting him to buy things um, or or just lend them money
1: tis the time of year for it
0: but it, it certainly picked up the pace on Friday so Sarge is offering to pay for some of the Christmas turkey because you know he's been crashing there at the Bailey's for the best part of a month now and Michael says no don't worry grandad you don't need to pay for any of our turkey dad's going to go and get the turkey isn't he and then he kind of slips Ed 50 pounds to go and get it. And like it you can I give you an aside? You can pay me back when the cards stop playing up, which is Ed's current excuse.
1: Here's my tip, because I'm a nice cooker.
0: Yes. If
1: Michael said, that's official. Right. Don't spend 50, 100, whatever pounds on a turkey. Instead, buy yourself the following pieces of equipment. A thermometer, a pair of turkey shears, and a nice big proper roasting pan buy your turkey the cheapest one you can get frozen one don't matter where it's from 20 25 quid get it from lidl <coughs> get it from aldi get it from tesco's get it from weather then you defrost it on time and you cut down the this with your shears your poultry shears you cut out the backbone and you spatchcock it all you have to do is cut the backbone out and flatten it then you put your thermometer in 165 degrees fahrenheit in the breast cook it like that you're going to get great turkey. You don't have to spend hundreds of pounds on it. Cooking you literally tips don't. From
0: Gemma, then. You literally Let us don't know if you need to... try this I out this year and it works. I've never
1: spent more than 30 quid on a turkey and it's always tasted great. I've never had a dried turkey that I've made myself.
0: Well, aren't you great?
1: I'm an ice cooker.
0: (laughs) Ed's um, trying to to negotiate on a gamble he's lost again later over the phone. Um, But he has to put the phone down quickly when Sarge comes in. And Sarge is still insisting that he contributes to Christmas and forces £75 into Ed's hands. And Ed's like, oh, well, if you're going to make me have money, I suppose I better take it. You can
1: buy like six turkeys with the amount of money he's been given And what does
0: Ed do as soon as he gets money? Well, he bets it on a horse or a dog or a something. Dolphin. Flea bite
1: um, <laughs> I would, he comes in second here's a suggestion for a new type of gambling red versus black ants
0: there we go maybe that's what it was um, and didn't work he's he's lost his money again but he says that he's bought a turkey I think I don't remember it's all boring it's dull stuff um, and, until Friday um, we find out on Wednesday the um, not unexpected news that Aggie will not be there for Christmas but this is a good excuse for Ed to um hide why he's a bit down in the dumps for the rest of the week at least so sarge starts needling Ed about the money that he promised him this big old investment for his food stall is it over in where was it that you said that that he said that uh, he was yeah that before yeah you no didn't I forgot I forgot Um, any chance, Ed, I know you said that I'd get it when I went back home, but can I have it a bit earlier? And Ed's trying to say, look, I I haven't really got, my my, my company's been getting a few unexpected bills recently, I've had to pay out my own pocket and, uh, but you can have it as soon as the payments start coming in, I swear. Um, then he kind of spends the rest of the episode trying to get some people to, um, hire him to do some some building work or whatever and then there's a there's a guy on the end of the phone that's just dilly-dallying over the whole thing um but then fortunately for Ed he bumps into Paul who's finally had his grant come through and um he's dropped the money round. or Billy's gone and dropped the money round at number three so Ed's like hallelujah I got the money come through now I can pay back that nasty Tony bloke that's been surprisingly quiet recently let's hope it stays that way so he gets home but sadly Sarge has already intercepted it (laughs) and said oh that's fantastic you said that I could have the money I've taken it you don't mind if I take it do you Ed and Ed's like oh no I don't mind dad I did say you could have it after all
1: Ed's got a gambling problem but he also has a problem with his vocabulary and it's such a, a short word he needs to learn only has two letters (laughs) but if he only learned the word no how much of this could have been avoided no dad you can't have that no evil man you can't have my family's christmas presents no ronnie i'm not going halves on this bistro food no i'm not giving michael a thousand pounds no i'm not giving my dad a thousand pounds no
0: he just—he's got a problem, Gemma. It's Aggie, an addiction. So you're staying. You're
1: staying with Auntie Karina for Christmas. No, you're not. You're coming home.
0: <laughs>
1: What's that? You so, want? You want a Wendy house? Sarge. No, you can't have a Wendy. <coughs> Michael, you want to live with me? No, you Sarge's can't. sarge just
0: got his money.
1: Joel wants to come for Christmas? No, All he right. can't. He's boring. I get boring.
0: it. I get it. <laughs> um, well. He he can't say no. He's just a nice guy, isn't he?
1: Not like me. He
0: just wants you're you're lovely. You're a nice cook.
1: I'm a I'm a n- nasty woman, but I'm you're a lovely nice in every cook.
0: way. You're lovely in every way. Um, <laughs> no, I'm
1: not.
0: And the, the the Baileys decide to go to the bistro to cheer up Ed because because uh, of Aggie being away. Is this where they have
1: their party? Yeah, they're
0: having a little party. They have a party which is which is three men having drinking, a drink together in the which bistro. Is just, yeah,
1: and that, the national pastime.
0: Well, unbeknownst to them. Nasty Tony, the, the bath hoist man from last month, is watching from the side.
1: He's a bath hoist man and a present hoist man.
0: Yeah. And um, he says, he's he, he goes over to Ed and says, give me my money. And Ed's like, I ain't got any money. And the guy's here, well, you're buying everyone drinks. What's going on? I want my cash tomorrow or else. I need to buy my Christmas presents, you know. So back at home later, Ed tries calling this man he was on the phone to earlier um, and it seems like Ed's is willing to take a very low price for this, but the guy still can't decide. And Ed snaps at him and gets the phone put down on him, and he is back to where he started again. So Friday's episode is where it all kicks off. Dee Dee says, "Come, come late last minute Christmas shopping with me, Dad." No, 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 it's fine. I've got other stuff to do. M- Michael says, "Come, come visit Santa with Glory with me." No, Suddenly no, no, he knows I can't the word no. no. Yeah, he knows no to that, and. um <laughs> Dee puts all all this down to Aggie not being there, and he says, "No, no, 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 I'm fine." No. So Ed gets a text from Tony later saying the clock's ticking. Except you didn't put the apostrophe in right, so I'm um, shocked. So it's stuff. meaningless. Um, and Ed's mega distracted <laughs> from this, which by this, which Ronnie notices, and he starts of saying, "What's going on? What's going on on your phone?" Ed shoots off saying, "I need to go and get the turkey." But um, actually, what he's going to do is a flip from Weatherfield. He's decided that he's going to go down to Birmingham to see Aggie. But before he can get out the door, Tony's there saying, you're going nowhere, mate. Gets all into an argy-bargy with him. Before you know it, Ed's been punched to the ground by Tony. You just really, really wants his money back. And Ed's looked like, I swear I haven't got any money. Tony says, well, what about all those presents under the tree then, eh? You heard that pawn shop in the precinct. Get him in a bin bag. Let's get down there. And it's like, please no. I felt really...
1: This was the most ridiculously <coughs> sinister, uh, like, festive, evil thing that anyone's done since Scrooge. You reckon? Do you not think? Like, why would you say... Right, it has to be the presence under the tree. When you say, look, have you got anything else that might be more easy to, to, to get rid of? What about
0: your lovely three flying birds pictures on the wall? Three flying birds. The piano here.
1: Yeah, just let's wheel the piano down the road and get rid of that. I'm sure they had stuff stuff in the house they could have sold quicker than a bunch of like and honestly, why are the Baileys buying each other that great presents? I'm because telling you, want... Michael, if they took all the gifts I've bought you down the pawn shop, you get fifteen pounds
0: fifty five. <laughs> well, there's a Wendy house among this, and that's oh, the, and he that's going, the jewel in oh the crowd. It
1: looks just like the front of this house. It's got a
0: number three on the front, but Tony's I wanted got to see this. Though. I'm
1: mad about this because I wanted to see what the hell he was going to do with this Wendy house I, I know think, I think he was happy to let Tony take it because he knew it was impractical to have a Wendy house in in a back garden of a of a terraced house
0: I wondered at one point whether um, Ed was going to sneak off and like do a bit of camping on the red wreck in the Wendy house because he was he was going out, <laughs> out the back <laughs> yeah. into the guinnel wasn't he, he? With he the Wendy house box and, uh, and, uh, but Tony's there saying right get it in the car like, oh that's a a, a, a sad um that's an alternate version of history that we won't get to see.
1: really disappointed with the Wendy House in the end because it fit into that little box.
0: Yeah, it can't what have been much, it? could it? Was it was
1: literally... You could I, probably, mean, I
0: could think you could only fit about two walls of the Wendy House I'm in I'm going to tell
1: you, I've had better boxes from Amazon arrive at my house than that, do <laughs> <I look like.
0: laughs> Anyway, over at, um, I think, the Bistro or the cafe, I can't remember, the rest of the Baileys are gathered saying, what can we do to cheer Ed up at Christmas? Let's buy him a lovely watch. So just to rub it in even more, the misery that Ed will soon be facing, <laughs> they've bought him a really lovely I mean, present. It says,
1: it's, it's funny how much they managed, the engraving they managed to get on that watch because it said... To Ed Bailey, the greatest father any family could ever have hoped to wish for, (laughs) on Christmas Day, wishing you the best happiness in the entire world and thank you in advance for all the great presents that we're going to get today. And we really, really can't wait to enjoy the Wendy house with your only grandchild. Lots of love, (coughs) the entire Bailey family, including Aggie, who wishes you lots of love from Bailey. Yeah, that's
0: right, quite small to get all that love. Kiss, kiss, kiss. So, um, (laughs) <laughs> Ed Ed gets home later and he looks sadly at the empty spot under the Christmas tree that he uh, he helped create there jokes on them. and when the family couldn't
1: do that at our house because we haven't even wrapped our presents yet
0: we have not wrapped our presents yet it's fine we get ages till Christmas <laughs> Um and then the, the family come home and find Ed having a cry at the table and they see that he's got this um Bloody nose. Bloody nose and everything. And and Michael's imagination gets the better of him. And it's like, oh, have we been robbed? And Ed's like, oh, no, yeah, they, I didn't, didn't think of that. that. I'll, I'll, oh, yeah, Didi. Oh, yeah, Michael's the one that noticed the presents were missing. Dee says, have you been robbed? And Ed was probably sitting there thinking for the half an hour, how on earth am I going to explain this away when um, that's kind of the fairly obvious?
1: Ed's like, yeah, yeah I was robbed. I oh. left the back
0: door open and everything, he says to Officer Craigie later, because Dee has got the police involved.
1: He tries oh, to no. say that they it wouldn't work, and and the and Craig is like, all of a sudden, somehow, Weatherfield Police Station has had an influx of of um, of funding, for their forensic teams and their their analysis. Oh yeah, he's experts. gonna get the, uh, the, the DNA fibers, fingerprints aren't they? analysis. They're having dogs probably flown in to to dogs. They're having kits made up. They're having probably the. Probably um, bring back, Crime Watch for one episode only. <laughs> try and track down. Normally they don't care. Normally they wouldn't even turn up. Well but now that
0: Stevens dead, they're probably freed up to do a bit of extra. Swain's
1: sitting there, extra
0: crime solving, just not a... any crimes of spiking, sadly, to for Amy.
1: Swain's in the in the break room, going, "I'm so sick of Sudoku. I cannot <laughs> do another one. I wish there was crimes. There's no more crimes anymore." So days. anyway,
0: uh, there's th- that's all going to go on, but um, there's a there's a final scene just Where they're really, really rubbing it in, and so and, and D- then D- D- Oh, yeah, we find out that the turkey's not been bought after all this, so they haven't got anything to unwrap or anything to eat on Christmas Day. But DJ says, Don't worry, dad, we've still got you a brilliant present, and um, he's just great. made it to feel a million times worse for the whole thing.
1: What do you think they're going to eat on Christmas Day?
0: They'll probably go to Speed Dial, won't they? Get cool. a free curry from Yasmin. yeah, they'll probably. Do you think that they're going to end up having a happy Christmas in, in any kind of way? Or They is- will
1: do, but Ed won't, Ed won't be feeling it.
0: Yeah, they're going to try and jolly him on, aren't they? But it's that, that guilt's going to be eating away at him. And
1: they'll think it's just sad because he's let somebody steal the presents and he's sad his wife's not there. Mm. But really, it's just sad because he's a terrible husband. The father. thing
0: is, I mean, he's. G- I think they're going to get caught out. I, I'm I'm thinking that someone may be taking a trip to that porn shop at some Literally, time soon. Literally, they're going to go to and the pawn shop hang and on go, a that's
1: weird. All of our presents are in the shop, in the precinct, right here in the window. And Apart from
0: the Wendy house, which is made up on the street outside.
1: And I asked the guy and he said, that you came in and dropped them off, but you were crying. Mm. So that's okay.
0: Yeah, it's not like the Corrie it's residents don't go to the precinct very often. They can't get them away from the place. And now, it's literally in the a personalised
1: Wendy house. Yeah. Come I, on, man.
0: Yeah, not not particularly clever.
1: And here's here's the thing, right? By your family. Uh, consumables, like alcohol and and food, so you can't pawn them off in a shop. Nobody is buying my parents' bumper box of Christmas crackers that I've bought them and a box of cheese. (laughs) You can't sell that at a pawn shop.
0: Very true. Um, So I I think it's not going to take long until he is found out. Should he have (laughs) confessed? He was (laughs) almost going to confess, wasn't he, in that final scene?
1: It just makes me so cross because... I mean this is the point, this is the whole point, isn't it? This is why it's an interesting story, but um it's the same as Sean's homelessness. If he just said to Dee Dee, Oh I owe a guy some money, can you help me? He didn't even have to say he's gambling, he just says, look, the, the money's not coming in. He's got a reason for it. The money's not coming in. Your 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 dad's your your granddad took the money I was gonna give to the man who put Paul's bath hoist in. There's mm. no reason for any of this to because every time he gets, I the think man- he's
0: just really proud and ashamed yeah, of the true. fact that his gambling addiction still is what caused his family to have to downgrade from their big old house from before. And I think he, yeah, he's he he's like the sole he's the the sole parent of the house now that Aggie's not around. He feels some responsibility over Michael, who still hasn't moved out.
1: Maybe we should have had some scenes of them sort of coming to him for something that they would have come to Aggie for.
0: Maybe what like a marmite
1: i've got i want marmite a recipe cake. for marmite and <laughs> marmalade <a> roulade <laughs> <coughs> um
0: yeah so i i i did feel bad for him um but is, is it his fault is he to blame I, it's difficult he it's not. really really difficult to go down is. the it's a disease route when he had had plenty plenty of opportunities to not gamble that money away
1: but how can you say that about him but not peter because Uh, it's the same thing peter is surrounded by people i I think to us it's invisible because it's not a problem for us alcohol feels like a bit more in your face because like you you don't drink alcohol at all but you can see like when you watch adverts everyone's like oh drinking drink responsibly oh i love a baileys at christmas oh buy your family this oh look at all these club card vouchers you can you know buy gin cheaper whatever But there are also loads of betting adverts all the time. And Mm. once you get yourself in that world, they advertise, it's targeted advertising, and they find you and they put it in your face. Yeah. And there are betting shops everywhere. We don't, I don't even really look at them. But if you were betting, if you were a gambler, you would see those and they would be like, you know, like a beacon calling you in, Mm. going, oh, don't worry about it. Come in here and, and turn your problems into an opportunity. That's what it is. That's what gambling is, isn't it? Your problem is an opportunity. Yeah. Give your money to us and we'll make you rich. That, to me, sounds like a very tempting... And you know, logically thinking, you know, of course, the odds are against me, but you also know all these stories... Oh, do you remember that guy that, that won... He had his last pound and he bought a t- ticket and he got a million pounds. Oh, did you hear that story about the man who was in a coma and then he got a ticket and he won the lottery and then they did a f- they filmed him to, to recreate it for the news and he got it again. He got another jackpot. That's a real story that happened.
0: Mm. Yeah. It doesn't help. And one man traded his barge in for a motorbike.
1: Exactly. it's kind of gambling, isn't it? Wasn't it a paperclip?
0: Oh, yeah, it just starts as a paperclip. Um... So there we go. That was the bailers. I, I, I'm, I'm less nervous about Christmas Day's Coronation Street now. It's, I still feel that the Christmas Day episode is just going to be over and gone before you know it. You it know, half in a flash, an hour. a half an hour episode with the advert break in the middle. There's only so much that can happen on. I Christmas feel like it's Day. going to be
1: like, it's going to be like vignette, 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 vignette. Yeah. I really think that's what it's going to be. I think there's going to be quite a lot of characters in it. I think there's going to be. A scene or two for each, and then we're going to be done. Yeah, and it's going to be highs, lows, highs, there's, lows.
0: There's going to be your Christmas music montage at the beginning. I think even though it's and a half end. an hour episode, and the end, so there's there's really only so much that can happen on the Who's day. Final
1: character, first character, final, first character, Ed Bailey looking sad. Yeah, final character, Pete Peter and Carla looking miserable.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think there's going to be misery bookending this week. This, uh, Christmas. Just
1: like real Christmas. I don't know
0: whether anything, <laughs> anything positive can happen for any of the stories. Oh no, so. there's
1: going to be Platt's and there's going to be Yasmin and Stu having Eliza or she's going to cry because her dad's not there.
0: Oh yeah, but that's right because um, wasn't it Christmas Eve that Don was supposed to be coming back Dad from never got mentioned. Germany? But no, that didn't get mentioned at all. But I, I don't think there would have been time for them this evening, well, to was be honest. an hour
1: long. They've only got half an hour on Christmas Day.
0: Yeah, oh, okay. There's well. going to be
1: dogs at number nine. There's going to be Roy. What do you reckon? Roy. There's going to be Roy and, e- and Evelyn having romance.
0: Oh, yeah, with the, with the new book. Yeah, there's not much that can actually happen plot-wise, because you're right, there's going to have There's just going to the... be,
1: like, these are the things we Here's set some... up for you to happen. Mm. These are the things. This is your payoff. This is... Sweet, horrible, sweet, horrible, sweet, horrible,
0: horrible, horrible, horrible.
1: The end. Mm. Okay, right.
0: Let's what number nine then, Gemma.
1: Right, on Wednesday, there's no news about the puppy farm, but it transpires that Tyrone and the girls are going to Norwich for Christmas, so he won't be seeing them.
0: Mm. He's, this is doing so well there. Uh, <laughs> despite all the, <laughs> despite
1: the... Despite the fact that the factory got robbed of a quarter of a million pounds, the Norwich branch is just ticking on... Nobody's told She's them. a
0: business genius, that Fizz.
1: She's like, I can sell knickers in Norwich, no <laughs> problem. Let me know. Evelyn's going to spend Christmas Day with Roy but Cassie's got no plans which seemed quite eccentric so Tyrone makes Evelyn invite Cassie along despite the fact that um she's Cassie saying oh who wants to spend Christmas with Roy she accepts because she's got a plan. Roy goes Roy's back goes out he's serving Evelyn and Debbie in the cafe and so Evelyn has to send him upstairs and he um he eventually works his way downstairs with his dodgy back and Evelyn tells Cassie to take him back upstairs. But when she does, because she's invited to Christmas Day, she tells him that her mum's really looking forward to spending Christmas with him. So she's being playing Christmas Cupid, not the reindeer, the the fictional angelic creature of... cherub <laughs> Of legend. Um, and she's trying to get them together, isn't she? So she's saying, like, why don't you get... He, she's got you a great present. You should get her a present too. So back at home, Cassie's telling Evelyn that she has decided not to go to Christmas Day. So it'd just be her and Roy. And then she tells... When she tells Roy she's not coming, she's surprised that Mary's going to be there on Christmas Day. Oh, so yeah, she's going to be Mary. a bit of Christmas Gooseberry. Um, but she's told Roy to buy Evelyn a book that she that Evelyn was reminiscing about, and I don't know what it is about, but it's some kind of posho romance thing. Some kind of old thing. And so Roy's found a limited edition, first edition, um, £150, so they've got to go to the Peak District to buy it. Um, so Abby tells Cassie that she should go with him. So they get into the car to drive off, but Roy's back's dodgy, and the car won't start. So they go in someone else's car, but when they return it, Cassie puts the car in the garage and it's got a massive scratch on it. (laughs)
0: Yeah, she's making out that it's a friend's car but she's just nicked it from the garage. Yeah, it's someone
1: else's car that's in for some kind of treatment. Yeah. And so she sees this scratch that she's put on there so she gets the trolley of tools and she puts it next to it to make it look like they've just kind of scraped into the side of the car so it's not her fault. (laughs) And then she runs back into the road and she meets up with Abby and she feels guilty that she's kind of stitching up the, the garage folk. Yeah, Abby's
0: just saying isn't isn't Christmas wonderful Aren't I a perfect wife now and I don't have any drug problems or anything isn't it's
1: great not being on drugs in fact we're going to the beast Christmas. I liked Abby's Christmas get
0: up with a cat ears. Christmas cat is I really like loves- those. yeah so that that was that was so
1: what is so Roy's getting Evelyn a first edition of a book that I don't expect she's that bothered about but what is she gonna get Roy
0: I think trainy she's
1: getting him a train and then Mary's going to be there and she's going to... Is she going to pick up on vibes or not? I don't know.
0: Oh, I don't know. I don't need Mary, Mary to be there. She was in tonight's episode a bit, wasn't she? In the cabin scene. Um, I it think- does
1: feel really kind of obnoxious how many people are organising... Uh, sort of community events for people that are sad, but not actually linking together. Because like Stian and are like oh, let's just do Christmas Day in the in the restaurant for all the sad, lonely people. And then Evelyn and Roy are hooking up because they're sad and lonely. And then you have got the the um, Abby and Kevin go like why don't they all go together? <laughs> I know that's for, like real. life Do you life, think but... there's
0: going to be any frisson of Christmas romance between Evelyn and Roy? They've I've been never kind of been teasing it one for over it. the year.
1: I've never been one for it, really.
0: I've not minded so much.
1: I don't particularly want it to happen. Um, I prefer I don't it think it will.
0: I, don't, I think that not they, they might have to a me, bit of a hand touch, but that's probably about as far as it will go.
1: Roy and Evelyn are Weatherfield's answer to, to Mulder and Scully. I'd rather they didn't get it on. <laughs> it's more exciting to wonder what if.
0: Okay, um, Audrey. Are we ready to move on? It feels like we're going through this at a bit of a breakneck pace today. Which you know, considering it's the the run up to Christmas, that's fine. I'd like there to be more to talk about. I mean, the, the Rover's story. No, hang
1: on. The reason why this is not a big, a lot of discussion is because there's not issues. I th- honestly think that issues, storylines, are the ones that take up. It's it's Because issue- I waffle on about it.
0: There, there are issues, but there's also, like, drama and intrigue and excitement and, all oh, what's going to happen us, which we we got with the Rovers story. Yeah. But there's a... It feels... I, I don't know. With, with the others, it's just, like, it's just kind of nice what's going on or boring.
1: Yeah, but some... We're hampered somewhat by knowing... How some of these are going to play out?
0: That's definitely that's definitely a huge problem. This there week. are two There's, major there stories are far too many big spoilers that are out there.
1: What will happen? And I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to say to you, listening, that we only I only know massive spoilers for uh, up till New Year's Eve, and then once it gets past that, I've got no clue what's going on. So we can go back to normal. But for the time being, I just feel like it's wrong of me to
0: yeah speculate. it's i i wish there was more to speculate about there's there it feels like there's very very little mystery the the big mystery at the moment is, is it a, i i don't know whether the rovers is that much of a mystery or whether it's completely all out there what's gonna happen but i honestly one hundred percent don't know exactly what's happening with the rovers there um but i've i have i yeah so i think that's just a, the 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 main problem here but also uh, Everything that's going on, and I think this Audrey story is a good example of this, there's always the feeling that whatever ends up happening, things are just going to end up going back the way they were in some way, you know? Like, whatever happens with the Baileys, whether they find out about his gambling, well, they will, but they'll forgive him in the end. Six months down the line, I imagine that the Baileys are going to look exactly the same as they were looking six months ago, you know? I agree with you. Um, and, And then this Audrey story, basically the story was David and Maria are deciding that one of them needs to be the main manager of this, so she... Um, interviews them both on Wednesday. Maria wants to be injecting things into people's faces. David wants to turn it into an offshoot of trim up north and make it a bit cooler and maybe have a motorbike round the back or something. Audrey's and like
1: I've uh, a bit had
0: Audrey doesn't like the idea of either of this, so she decides in the end that she's going to keep things as they are. As they are. Well but hang she's on, still going to this be in confused charge. confused me. Yeah, she she says, okay, Maria, you can have the back room for your for your newfangled treatments, and David, you can bring a bit of your trim up northness to here. You can put but, Vin
1: Diesel the weasel on the. Well, he's in a skippy reception gone now,
0: um, but but I'm still going to be the boss, and
1: it was back to normal again, like exactly like the bays will be in six months'
0: time. It, it is exactly back to not that there's been huge story of what's going to happen to the to the salon, but.
1: I was baffled by this because they both came up to Audrey and said, Here are ideas that you hate. And Audrey went, I hate these ideas. And then at the end, she went, We can incorporate both of your ideas into the salon as it is. Just she don't does go it. to
0: town with it. She
1: said, Does she really want people having their faces injected in the back room? I'm um, controversial, perhaps, maybe not female solidarity, just like Carla. But I don't really need people walking around with fillers <laughs> in Weatherfield. There's already
0: people walking around with fillers in Weatherfield. And we don't need and, to know where they get them done, thank you and very much.
1: jobs and things. <laughs> not a not cup of tea. I don't
0: think we're going to see any of it. I, I know Audrey no, has said... No, I think said, there will
1: be. No, I think we will. I think we'll see. One scene where 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 Maria Is says... Is going to get a
0: trout pout gone wrong? No,
1: one scene where Maria says, I'm doing Botox on... Mrs. What's-Her-Face and we have a scene and we cut to Mrs. What's-Her-Face and she's like 89 years old and there's no way Botox (laughs) would do anything. And then we'll have another scene where David's turning the seats into, like, tyres or something because it's manly.
0: I don't... And that'll be it. Audrey did point out that the salon has only just had a renovation. And it was last summer, wasn't it? And we've barely seen inside it since then. So it is foolish to think that it's time for another one already. But wasn't
1: it, Stephen, that engineered that
0: um, no that was round when I thought that was around the time that um, Audrey had a suicide attempt and then she decided to so reopen it and I think I don't
1: maybe I'm not sure I can't All remember. Right. well but, anyway I don't think much will change it, it's it, I don't it, mind it, it but you know what you've you've made a point here in your notes that we still got Rita in the cab and we still got Audrey in the salon these women our stores of the street we love them so much but at some point we're going to have to move on and we're going to need to we're going to need something new and I'd rather that we did it with the grace and yeah, acknowledgement of these women in the show I it, don't want us to go Audrey's dead because of whatever reason of you know way. what I'm saying it's, I, I it's think- the Betty
0: Williams thing isn't it I'm going to retire I'm going to retire I'm leaving I'm coming back and then and then she just disappeared there's, from the show
1: I mean it without knowing any of the background of this, this is not speaking from any insider knowledge at all there's definitely feels like there feel feels like there's a pressure to sort of keep people working while they want to and I definitely agree with that that's that's really lovely, but at the same time, we have to make space for new things mm. and it feels like. It kind of feels cruel. Like, why does Audrey have to work until she dies? Why does Rita have to keep doling Sweets out until she collapses? Can we not... Can they not retire? Can they not... Is there... There really is no need. They don't need... This is the problem. Both these women are so established in the show. They've got families. They've got people that care about them. We don't need them working. They don't need to be in a set doling stuff out or doing things for them to have a purpose in the show. Wouldn't it be lovely to normalise retiring and enjoying your life <laughs>
0: instead yeah. of
1: working your finger to the bone? Because, yes, that is a very working-class thing to do, to have to work until you die. But these women aren't working-class. They're always sitting on hordes of money like dragons. They don't need to be doing <laughs> all this work. Go on a cruise, let girls. Go off together. You'd love it. I think they would.
0: Yeah, take, drop, take Stop Peter. on a while I'm on Peter the way. can drive, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like that that this, there was no salon in the first thirty years of Coronation Street and I know Audrey hasn't had the salon since it opened it was like denise and um and, and Fiona after that but
1: if you it, ask it people now, like, they'd say that Audrey'd own the salon for the yeah
0: a, you would, but and, she's
1: been a hairdresser since the beginning,
0: and yeah. it was it, it as much as I really liked the trim up north set, it is feeling a bit pointless to have had it um. And having, you know, having two hair establishments on the street at once. I just think by now, David should own that salon or it should be something else. And Rita, we're looking in, in the classic Corrie scenes at the moment from 2003 or 2004, I think now, now. Rita saying, I'm, I'm selling up. I'm not doing it. anymore. have literally
1: been doing it for 20 years.
0: Yeah. And at some point it's just got to happen.
1: Yeah, but it's going to happen because they are not in the show. And I
0: know or Bri- well, Brian's in charge of the cabin now, the kind of, but Rita is still hanging around like a bad smell. No one
1: it? knows what Brian exists.
0: Well, I just... Do, th- do- this could have been a real chance to do something fresh and different and inciting with the salon, and they've just kept the status quo. I
1: just think there's more to a person's life than their job, and this does not help to... But then, you know, isn't that the antithesis of both of their... Like, both these women are dedicating their whole lives to their roles. Both of them have been on the show for decades now. And so, for them, their careers are super important. Mm. So, to say that Audrey and Rita should not have their jobs on the show and should enjoy their retirement is kind of the opposite of what the actual real-life actresses are doing. So, that's interesting. Yeah, But... I just feel like it, it would be lovely if they could just sit down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's got to happen at some point. And like you say, I'm just worried that maybe one I, day maybe, they're not going to be able to be in the show anymore. Maybe
1: I'm feeling like this the same way I felt about the Queen, where the idea that you have to work till you die is just so depressing. And you, there's, like, the Queen, obviously, I know this is going to annoy people, the Queen felt a duty and she, like, thought she had to she could never stop she had to work until she died there's no one else in the world that has to do this (laughs) apart from the pope like you don't have to it's okay you can rest let's let audrey and rita rest
0: yeah yeah and just for just for change just change's sake and it's nice it's it's nice to pass the
1: baton on when you're still there to to reap the rewards of what of, of what you've Lay down your like your wisdom and, and the the lessons you've imparted and the training that you've given and trusting the next generation to to carry on as you would have hoped them to not having to keep micromanaging everything and saying oh you can't do it because I have to be here mm. just feels so exhausting. You'd hope that you could just sit down.
0: I suppose that the the fact that they can't even populate the the precinct. <laughs> at the moment makes me think, well, what would make me think that they could have a complete renovation on one of those other buildings? But the bistro has now been a bistro of sorts for, what, 15 years or so. The Rovers has been the same forever. I don't know it's changed a little bit. The the flower shop has been a flower shop for probably 10 years or so now. It's still Preston's Petals for no particular reason. Um, The kebab shop hasn't changed for twenty years it feels like. Streetcars is exactly the same as it's been for 20, 25 years. Everything is just identical. And then you get new sets like the the Undertaker's, Undertakers and suddenly that that's dial. not even there anymore. Speed dial is the main new set that's got that's had legs, I we suppose. We can change
1: things, we can change things. It's okay. And Audrey and Rita can be in the show, they don't have to be in a job.
0: Or we'll get a different job. I just I just I just fancy a change. It
1: does and, and, and feel and like
0: they, and, it's they've, and they've now now they've kicked this can further down the road because they have. it can't be They had a
1: chance. They they
0: can't sell oh, in you know two months' time. Or well, we have actually decided to change the salary. It feels salon like
1: now. we don't want to let go. It feels like we're scared. Mm. It feels like we need mummy.
0: Mm.
1: And we don't. We can we can do it ourselves, you know? <laughs> like it's <sighs> anyway and i totally agree with keeping them I, I want i don't want anyone to think i think that they're past it or they don't shouldn't be in the show i love them both i love all of the older actors we said before we think that the older actors are underused we want more diversity in age ages i think it's great that they they've got a great diverse cast in terms of that it just doesn't mean that everybody has to work yeah in a shop or in a salon
0: um, let's just finish this off with the uh, Mrs. Winter Browns boys then, Gemma. What have the, those chaps been up to this week?
1: Not a lot, really, not because really. it's just the little big shot stuff. Yeah. So Glenda's been working way behind the scenes, you know, she don't need to on the stage. She's been <laughs> teaching these children how to sing, it's not stuck.
0: Mm. <laughs> 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 She's, maybe been te- She's not even taught them how to stand right. Oh like, dear. sorry, this cut, this... The, the.
1: And these kids are stage kids, right? These kids are all here because mm. their mums have taken them for auditions to be in Coronation Street. They surely have gone... They've done drama at school. They must have been better than the innkeeper during the Nativity play. They were probably angels and Marys and Josephs. Left, right, centre. And what do we end up with?
0: Lily just looked really awkward, doesn't she? Lily
1: but, but was you know, fuming.
0: She, she's a sportswoman, not an Lin's, artist, isn't she? Lily's
1: fuming over the reaction to Mary Earp's getting sports personality of the year. Should have been her. Everyone's mad about it and she's there going, Women should be able to be sports personality <laughs> of the year without being questioned by men and being told they have to save a hundred goals. So that's why she's mad, I can I can totally understand. Glenda, Gemma, David, and Chesney are setting up the choir store. They've decided to do it in Victoria Gardens. They know these kids aren't good. They want to reduce the amount of people that are going to be able to (laughs) attend this event. So, Chesney can't come. I think Glenda's just hoping that if they do
0: it outside, they'll be drowned out by traffic.
1: Yeah, she's like, we can time this. I've got the tram. I've got the tram. The tram timetable. <laughs> I'm gonna just fold <wheeled> it out when oh. they when the tram arrives. But also,
0: as we saw from Joseph's encore rendition of it after Paul comes in after his wheelchair breaks down and Gemma, rather than just saying, hang
1: on, I think Paul. We're was- right
0: outside our house. Can I just leave you here while I just nip to Victoria Gardens? No, she's gonna turn up late. No,
1: hang on. We're getting ahead of it. Go on, carry on.
0: Well, when Joseph says, "Okay, I'll sing it again," it's over and done with it about. 20 seconds, isn't that's
1: it? Cause, that's because Glendon's behind can't going, cut, cut, cut. <laughs> no, Paul... Oh, aren't
0: we They're mean. getting ready
1: to do this... this
0: All I'm saying is it's no. it's no Billy Mayhew bashing it out on the <sighs> piano like we had a couple of years ago down Victoria Street.
1: They're getting ready to do this... Quite this concert, and Paul knows they're rubbish, and he's like, "Oh no, my chair's broken down. I don't think I can make it." <laughs> but Gemma won't. Flat tire. Gemma's Gemma's been too busy. She's been separate from the children, so she has not heard Joseph rehearsing. So she pushes him down the road. They get to the concert. It's too late. Joseph's sad because they missed it. Glenda says they're doing encore. Joseph wants to go home.
0: Then Glenda says, no, we're turning an encore.
1: These it's only that, 10
0: seconds long.
1: I think in order to keep her subs up for the new year, she should have just cut it off there. Mm-hmm. But he, she sings it again. Everyone's sad. Paul's crying. I cry too because he's never going to hear him get better. <laughs> 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 that, that
0: was quite touching, I'm gonna Paul's say, reaction.
1: Paul's, I'm going to say, Joseph... Gave it like what twenty percent. This is why I'm okay with it because I know that it was not as good as this kid could do. The kid he just sang it quickly like a kid would do. It wasn't supposed to. It wasn't like you know, King's Choir or anything. So it's
0: just really funny because like I said, we did watch a lot of EastEnders today, and they had a really nice choir scene in EastEnders I tonight, did didn't that. they? It was a, it was that final shot, and they were singing the um. That one off Home Alone, I think it was. And then on Coronation Street, you got...
1: What were they even singing?
0: Oh, holy night.
1: I mean, this is coming from someone who can't sing. I in no way uh, feel like...
0: (laughs) You weren't going to march down there and say, out of the way, kids, let me show you how it's done. I sympathise with people who can't sing. Hanging all the stockings on the wall.
1: Yeah, it's fine if you can't sing. It's cool. Joseph can't sing. They didn't even
0: have star singer Ruby there because she's I don't think we were
1: supposed to think he was good at singing, but he he just... Yeah, and they all go home.
0: Anyway, we've um we've snagged off the children's choir it's fine. plenty now. It's
1: fine. It was just a ditty. Like, it's cool. And Paul if was... i
0: just left wondering how not much lot of are they charging at Little Big Shots to put on a show like that. Because if Gemma and is worried about the financial troubles at the moment... Cut that out. Yeah, I'd say it's not working he's he's been in that what for 8 9 months now he's been remember a little it's big shots it's not
1: working i remember there was um a scene in well a bit in was it what's the show's where they sing
0: x factor and britain's got talent i
1: can't remember which one it was but simon cowell was a judge Didn't i don't be know either exactly so a woman came out and she did a song and she was terrible and and Simon Cowell was like, what the hell made you think you could sing? And she said, I've been taking singing lessons. And he said, bring your, bring this, bring your um, teacher out. And the teacher came out and he said, you're robbing this woman blind. She can't (laughs) sing to save her life. And that was the most devastating thing I've ever seen on television because I was holding out um, on a dream that if I could somehow get lessons, (laughs) I would be able to sing. Like it's within my possibility, not that I would ever do it, but it's possible. Like the same way as when I buy a lottery ticket, I could win the lottery and be a millionaire. If I had lessons, I could sing. But no, apparently it's impossible for me. There's no chance. You haven't tried lessons, you never know. I would not ever be able to sing. So I feel I'm with Joseph.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. um,
1: And that's okay. We don't have to be the star of the show. very
0: cruel um, put down of the I hope nobody thinks that was cruel because it... It clearly wasn't great, was it? Um, I don't think
1: it was supposed to be. If it was supposed to be good, they've messed up and they did it. They It's Coronation, on Coronation Street that they didn't get the uh, performance that was worthy of the scene. It's not done. my fault.
0: It's like, what's it at the Rovers' Christmas... Uh, not Christmas, summer event, you know. Mr oh, well, Mister you Glenn that, Young yeah. or whatever, all over again. Um, right, I thought, despite the fact that i have just been slagging that a bit off and I haven't had a whole lot to say about this week's Coronation Street, I will stand by... The fact that I thought it was a pretty good week. All the Rovers drama, as ridiculously silly as it was, was still quite exciting. And I'm still thinking, I'm worried. I'm worried that things are going to go wrong for Daisy Daisy and Jenny. But also it does potentially springboard things off a a big drama in the new year. Chris Gascoigne, always amazing. I thought that he had some really brilliant scenes, especially the stuff with Val. I thought that was lovely. Um, and the Ed story, even though it was very, very slow for much of the week, um, I felt that, that Trevor, uh, Michael George, did a, a super job on Friday. Um, just feeling, just looking absolutely desperate and devastated with the um, the horrible situation that he has brought upon his family. Um, Agreed. I...
1: I'm giving this week... Four yeah, what, you gold four, stars to Daisy. I really enjoyed it. I'm going to give Jenny character of the week because I enjoyed her machinations with Daisy and her old Ammaninara over whether to be evil or not. <laughs> but <laughs> Daisy comes in a very close second because she was the real instigator.
0: I'm I'm going to make um, Peter my character of the week this week. I think. Um, just for some of uh, the brilliant heartfelt scenes and, um, yeah, the hot tub f- scene was great. great. Everything with Val. I'm sure
1: lots of people enjoyed the hot tub scene.
0: i bet they did. <laughs> and, and, and what do you think of Tim's beard this week? I haven't even mentioned that. He's, he's looking proper stubbly really this week, no, isn't is. he? Oh, well I did. Um, I am going to give this, I... I don't, I'm really I don't, blind
1: about people wearing glasses and people wearing having beards. It didn't That's feel like quite see. a
0: four. <laughs> it didn't feel like quite a four for me. I'm going to give it um, three and a half uh, profiteroles lurking in the bottom of Carla's bag out of five. Delicious, but, but close to a four. He's correct.
1: character Oh, you've As I said, said Peter. Peter. Yeah. So there um, we go. That there
0: was we go. The meat that was. Right. Um, no, I, I, there's there's not really much news this week. Rebecca sent us a few things. It's just about people appearing and things, but
1: cantos um, and stuff. Might and, be and, and, and
0: TV shows. Well, uh, Catherine Kelly's going to be on the new series of Inside Number Nine.
1: Spoilers, is she? She
0: is indeed. When's
1: that coming out? New Do you
0: y- know? Uh, no, not not yet. Oh, Next year, sometime. I love that. Yeah, um, but anyway, so we're gonna we're gonna forego the cabin and uh, and go straight to the feedback. So here it comes. Hey. Right, okay, uh, feedback time. Thank you for everybody who voted on the Facebook poll last week. 3.74 is what we ended up with out of five on there, including Rebecca's four times that St. Gail was playing away down under out of five. (laughs) Ricky, four dead relatives' diaries full of family scandals out of five. And Richard's three and a half riffs on Gail's checkered past out of five. And uh, thank you too to Brittany, who is our latest patreon if you would like to join our patreon just go to patreon.com conversation street and um you can sign up for various tiers there and um i guess coming up in the next week or so we'll be doing our december uh patreon which will be our top five scenes of 2023 so look out for that that's
1: quite a good good one that's
0: always a good one always a good one at the end of the year so just a couple of emails we didn't even get an email from rebecca this week she's had a busy few days rebecca was at the um Coronation Street tour on Saturday right. last week, seeing Joe Duttine. Yeah, and they got Ali King out on Sunday. They had a good old week for that,
1: busting out the big guns. Yeah,
0: um, and they get. I think the, the Coronation Street tour is going on pause for January. I think it's back in February again. Um, it's a bit nippy, isn't it? A little bit nippy for being. Yeah, on tour but I think for.
1: you can book now if you want. To. You
0: can. Yeah, they've just opened up tickets for that. Should you wish to go to the tour in the new year? Not right, we're
1: getting paid to tell you that. No,
0: <laughs> we are not at all. Um, George says um, hello. 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 Um, Well, as the old saying goes, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned, as clearly Daisy went to very extreme lengths to get the Rovers back. And I'm surprised she didn't get caught, because there were plenty of moments where someone could have seen her. (laughs) I absolutely said during Wednesday that they should take the money, as there's no one who could run the Rovers better. Plus, Carla's proven time and time again she's not capable of running a business, what with all its disasters over the years. This is very true. I mean, with the number of times that Underworld has been one knicker order away from financial ruin if we do go down the route where Carla says hang on a minute this was my money that's bought the Rovers I'm now a partner does that mean that the Rovers is going to be going out of business every five minutes
1: well I mean Jenny did run it out of business and Carla's just skirting on the edge of disaster so who's worse
0: yeah I'm still waiting to see what their big plan is for not landing in exactly the same hole that the Rovers was in back in the summer when nobody was going there any ideas for that? Well, I don't know. Um, elsewhere, um, I did not like that skank Cassie dissing ice fingers. I miss that, um, as I absolutely love them. And I think next week, if Christmas goes wrong because of her meddling, Evelyn should shove a couple down her throat, as that would make good comedy. Finally, I'm not convinced Ryan's gone for good. Yeah. He'll come back from Glasgow eventually, as one of the Barlow men's rivals of 2023 has to return. Otherwise, it sets a bad example for real life. Does it? Why is that?
1: You can't let people get away with getting you sacked.
0: Oh, yeah, don't let Daniels chase you up to to, to Glasgow in real life. That's very true. Thank you, George. And um, Nancy.
1: Nancy says, Do not blame Daniel for being upset he hasn't liked Ryan since the acid attack, after all. Daisy and Daniel need time to sort themselves out so they can get back on track. They have spent time on Ryan's scars, but not on Daisy's emotional ones. True. good point I'll give this week's episode three and a half times Carla and Jenny tried to break the code on Stephen's laptop out of five <laughs> character of the week is Daniel thank you everybody um, That's it. it's Christmas it's Christmas, it's Christmas. you're not going to hear from us a short
0: podcast this is. you're not going to hear from us hours. until
1: Christmas is over so I hope, you hope that you have presents. a lovely time lovely and if presents. you don't celebrate hope presents. you have a good day anyway and um, send us a picture of your dinners and enjoy yourselves don't, don't forget so i think, think
0: about i can't remember exactly what, what the happens. christmas cory schedule is i know that there's there's half an hour on it's half an hour half every an hour day on, until you're sick of it no, it's half an hour on monday and i think
1: Chris, half an hour christmas on tuesday day,
0: boxing, boxing day. day but then i think it's back to an hour on wednesday then i think there's an hour on friday don't make Don't it forget up. it's the big soap quiz cory versus emmerdale on thursday next week set your videos for that and yeah,
1: set your VC, VHS's VHS to record. Yeah, make sure
0: you've got enough space left in. on that tape. Set it to long play if you're not if you're not sure <laughs> yeah, whether right. it's gonna fit on there. Um, and
1: that's it. So thank you very yeah. much for listening. ConversationStreetAgma.com. Don't forget to go and check out our
0: YouTube videos for this please. week.
1: Don't forget to rate good, rate us. In uh, my opinion. We've got four point nine four point nine stars on Spotify. We've only got oh, yeah, 4.7 we, got, on, we
0: got our end of year review on thing on Spotify, didn't we? Doing yeah, right, thanks everybody right, for then.
1: listening. Um Find us all over the place and enjoy yourselves.
0: Bye. Have a good Christmas. See you next week. The music for this episode came from PodcastThemes.com